That this goddamn show is over! <laughs> Kill the uh, roll call! Connect. Loading. Perfect! Showrunning Super Savant. Level up! Bluecaster, Super Ichi. Loud and online. Greycaster, Robolane. Researcher of the Tokuverse, Ultracaster, Gar. A spark of courage, the power of dreams. Orange Caster, Global Soft Perka. Casting, criticism, comedy, chaos. Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. On air. Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 426. It's episode Drift Bloom, Drift, Drift Blim? I forget which one's which. Oh, there Hide it is. Hide your kids. Yup. Take them away. They'll be, <laughs> he'll tuck them inside of peaches and drop them into alternate realities. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, it's gonna be the, a great the, episode tonight, everybody. The day is finally upon us, everyone. We have reached the end of Dawn Brothers. It's Just also the end day. of it's also the season finale of Cast Ranger Season 8. <gasps> actually, wow. I I I took a look and uh it's actually I think this is the end of season nine. We're starting season 10 next year, but it's not our 10th anniversary until the year after. Because we started in 2014 and we've talked about nine seasons, I believe. Let me just pull up my list. I was actually re-listening to the Kyoger opening and ending and started tearing up because I was kind of nostalgic about it. I was yeah. right before we started recording this, I actually went back and listened to our episode where we talked about Don Brothers episode one. Did I? Can you confirm that I said that Haruka's manga would be the Sentai? I don't think you said that, but I will say that you and Emily accurately predicted that when the Noto were murdering people, they were not actually murdering them. Huh? Called it. Yep. So props hey. to you guys for that. Okay. So yeah. So so we've talked about Tokuger, Ninja, Zuoger, Q Ranger, Lupin Pato. Ryu Soldier, Kira Major, Zenkaiger, and Dawn Brothers is the ninth show that we've talked about. Shit. So this is the end of season nine of Cast Ranger. Wow. Oh. I thought this was season eight. Nope. Oh, wait. So are we doing anniversary stuff next year or are we doing 10th anniversary stuff this year then? I, like the, the question is, do we celebrate starting the 10th season or do we wait to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the show? I'd, I'd say celebrate the 10th anniversary. Yeah, so we'll wait till next year. Okay, perfect. Because I got a bunch of stuff lined up that you'll all love. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, that, that'll be when I'll like refresh all the art assets too. We'll do a new logo, we'll maybe a new roll call, and I'll like refresh all the art on the website. Yeah. Anyways, we're a bunch of Don brothers that get together every week <laughs> to talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and usually a third thing, but since we are on the final episode of Don Brothers, we will be, a uh, feature topic will be us talking about the series overall as a whole. Yeah. yeah. What do you think this is? When we talked about the Tokyo finale and also did Conrad Amazon's episodes one through three? Christ. <laughs> and then we just decide, hey, we'll make a spin-off show about it. We're not always good at what we do. I yeah, I've also are. realized that I've never outside of Tokyo because I wasn't on the show at that point, I have never missed a Sentai finale discussion. That's good. Well, being the Sentai guy that you are, I would hope you don't. Yeah. Oh, so man. there's a there's a winter storm happening right now. So there's a possibility the power might go out at my house. I, I'm hoping not, but I do have a backup plan. If or that my happens. house. So, God, I hope so, not. So, so pray to everyone <laughs> that we, we don't lose this recording because it'd be way too important. If the episode dies, it's because I spoke such blasphemy that the gods struck me down. Exactly. Yeah, every, everybody, um, Stay safe, and because uh, I know the storm is in some places in America too. Yeah, and yeah, Emily's oh. here after not being here last week, and she's on the shiny new headset. So audio Yay. might sound a little weird, but we'll we'll ease into it. Headset, thank you, Ethan. Yeah, she sounds she just sounds like she's on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like on my phone where it sounds good. All <laughs> right, so. Uh, <laughs> In lieu of a feature topic, this week we are talking about Comrader Geats episode 24, the finale, episode 50 of Dawn Brothers, and yes, having our post-series review discussion for Dawn Brothers. But before we can get to any of that, it's time for some news! News mode. News mode. First off, we have the official announcement of... No doubt the the release that will make everyone who has already bought the Laser Rays Riser just angry. Y'all went in for the Kickstarter instead of waiting for the final product. So they've announced the Boost Mark II Rays Buckle, which we talked a little bit about last week from the magazine scans, but now we have the official release. So the Boost Mark II is a buckle that fits in the Desire Driver, but it also combines with the laser rays riser and that's how you get boost mark 2 and laser boost um, and thank fucking god they decided to release a set that's the boost mark 2 with the rays riser so i managed to snag a pre-order for that set so now i i got the gun <laughs> yep i'm so happy so now everyone who bought the laser rays riser by itself who also wanted Boost Mark Two? They'll they'll just have to buy the the version of Boost Mark Two on its own. Yep. But at least everyone who jumped on it or didn't jump on it is being accommodated. Um. Yeah. And it it really is sad to say we are we are once again we have a dick belt gun for this season. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like my dick belt guns. Uh well the shot the shot riser is like my second favorite henching device in all riders so i love it all right so the standalone release of the boost mark ii raise buckle uh 
so this is interesting so like it starts out with like these black panels here on it and then when you like crank the the boost handle they like pop open and they look not only like boost tunnel or like boosters on a vehicle but also you know kitsune tails oh neat yeah, so I didn't realize that on the back of like the the login cards, they have like each of the the ID cores for like the Geats riders. Yeah, the so. laser rays riser cards on the back of them, they have the icons of the rider they're supporting. So, which means Buffa, uh, Tycoon, and Nago will probably use boost at some point. It could be. I mean, they wouldn't. Well, why? Like, why else would they have them there? If they, they would have just done it for Geats, if Geats was doing my, it. My my theory is that they get their powers as a result of choosing a rider to be the supporter for, and it's like they have their powers as a result of supporting the rider. So their emblem is shown there as a reflection of that. Okay, but it could also lead into everyone getting their own laser boost form. I I hope that I hope that's the case. God, how fucking crazy is Buffa plus Baroba going to look? Big, large, yeah, big, large. Decker posted the images of the four cards backsides. But yeah, Buffa as a giant fucking Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Okay, if I if I put in my one news story like really fast so that it doesn't interrupt anything else, or... uh, sure, go ahead. Sure. Okay, just really fast and like we have like no information on it. So, uh, confirmed twentieth anniversary preacher all stars film. Uh, all we know is it's gonna have every cure in it, and for some reason the subtitle is F. All seventy seven precures. It, it, Emily, it's F for finale. Well, pe no, people have been saying it's for forever, um, possibly um, F for Forte, like, because I use the word Forte for things a lot, but it's kind of funny because it sounds like it's F, it sounds like it's like, pr press F to take <laughs> <laughs> so Press F to Let's get some Fs in chat. <laughs> press F for Precure, to Precure. Precure, F in the chat, yeah, like, that's what it sounds like. So maybe we'll find out what F means. Maybe we won't. The fact that um, there is a film starring 77 precures means zero of them will get sufficient airtime. That is also what people have been joking about. They've been saying it's so basically the latest two teams and pure black and white, and then the rest will show up in the background. Yeah. And they're yeah. all just going to be standing there. It's it's just like the way Zio did it, where the, whenever they had all the writers on the screen, they were just there to pose and do nothing. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> Jerry, F for fucking hell, that's a lot of cures. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking that too, it's just like, F for like, F, it's been a long time, it's been 20 years. Yep. Alright, so, I'm with sorry. regard, sorry? Sorry for the interruption, I just wanted to get that, that out there. That's okay. No problem. So, with regards to the Boost Mark II buckle specifically, as a standalone release, it is 3300 yen, releasing March 18th. Uh, and then if you want the pack that comes with the Boost Mark II and the Laser Rays Riser with the uh, Zine and Baroba cards, uh, that is 7,700 yen releasing the same day. Yep. But you still, if you want the Kekera and Kuhn cards, you still have to buy the belt, which is a separate thing. Which which I, I did, so. Yeah. All right, so that's cool. Moving on. Um, 
This was a release I never saw coming, but apparently they're putting out versions of the ID cores for Geats, Tycoon, Nago, and Buffa that have oh, voice clips fun. in them. Yeah, they're like, you can see the electronics in them if you look at the picture. Oh, wow. It, it looks like they it looks like they finally found a way to make fucking Tycoon's core premium Bandai. Those yep. bastards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you fucks. <laughs> Pressing the center of the rider core ID will play lines from the corresponding character, and they will fit in the desire driver. I hope so. So now the next question is, will Etsy follow up on this as well and make custom rider ID cores that you can program sounds into? Could you fucking imagine? Right. <laughs> also, they count, apparently they come with their desire cards. Oh, really? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Aces is just marked done. <laughs> done. <laughs> we get it. You won. Uh, so no, these... I, I I won't be getting these just because I already have the, the regular ones. I don't care for the electronic ones. <laughs> yeah. I literally have three out of four of these already, and I have no interest in getting buffers. Yeah. Um, and then what's interesting? Oh, yeah, so these are split into two different packs: one with Geats and Tycoon, thirty-three hundred yen July release, and the other is Buffa and Nago, same price, same day. Yeah, yeah. All right, neat. And of course, yeah, Premium Bandai. All right, next on to some Don Brothers news. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> They have announced the Don Brothers versus Zen Kaidra movie. Thank fucking God. Yes. Thank <laughs> God. What do you mean, thank God? We do this every year. Not every yeah. year. They announced, cross they announced the crossover after the show. No, but I swear one the, the past few years we didn't get a versus film. Like I don't think we got a Q Ranger versus Wasn't it around no, the time of like Zoodger or, or Ninja? Sometime in there? Like every season got a crossover outside of Zoo or Q Ranger versus Zoo Oger. That's yeah, the there you go. About. That's what I'm thinking. No Q Ranger versus Zoo Oger. It's because Toei realized they're they were losing money with these crossover movies, so they decided to make or they decided to go back to making them uh, straight to DVD Blu-ray releases. Oh no, no, Jackson! It 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 did. It was awful. <laughs> we're not talking about was, that. It was an awful movie. Anyways, no writing. No, okay, Jackson. That is not the reason why it happened. It was scheduling conflicts. They couldn't get it all together. That's why Misao showed up in the Lupin Pat Q Ranger crossover because he represents Zooger. Therefore, there is your Q Ranger Zooger crossover. Hmm. But Fucking the reason that shot. it's not just that it exists. We're I, at least, am excited for this one specifically because there are so many unanswered questions in Don Brothers, which I'll get to. Which, so, so we're not going to... I feel like we shouldn't talk about what happens in the uh, synopsis since all, it sort of all, spoils it. Yeah, all I'll say is it takes place after the events of both shows and it's split into three acts, apparently. Yeah, uh -huh. so the, so the Zenkaijers uh, have their own storyline written by Junko. Don Brothers has its own storyline, written by, of course, Inoue. And then the third act is both teams coming together. Yeah. And they already showed off the poster, which shows the 
other team power-up that each leader gets. Also, Hakaiser's coming back in this. Hooray! Hakai. Yeah, but I'm noticing Zenkaiser Black isn't in this poster. That worries me. <laughs> no pro. I feel like this movie is going to explain it. I I've, I've, seen, so. I've seen people on Twitter say that there has been chatter that the movie is going to explain the mystery of Kaito from Dawn Brothers, and that's yeah. why I'm excited. That's yeah, why I'm looking too. forward to this. Me too. Uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, let's see. Film th limited theatrical release May 3rd. It will be on Blu-ray and DVD September 27th. We have to oh, wait yeah. so long! <laughs> oh please we'll get we'll get a rip of the of the theatrical one then people will sub it and then we have to pretend that we don't have a copy of it <laughs> uh special edition copies will include the dx don zenkai blade and victory super gear those are the power-ups speaking of which the live and demon live and evil and demons v cinema got leaked oh fun and I do that mean cool. someone ripped it from the theater. Wow. <laughs> that sword's cool. They couldn't resist their It's a nice demon. color. All right. Moving on. Our next story is that they have announced and put out images of the Memorial Edition Dawn Blaster. That's awesome. It looks great. Yeah. I should hope so. It's probably going to be expensive. Uh, let's see. It is 125% the size of the DX toy. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Comes with the six Avataro gears for the main five team, as well as Don Robotaro as a dialogue and BGM button. Uh, let's see. It has six background musics in it. Premium Bandai Web Exclusive, 16,500 yen, releasing in November. Yeah, so it's like going to be well over $200. And if you pre-order between February 27th and March 13th, you get the King Oger Robotaro gear. Ooh. Ah, there's the image of it. Oh, yeah, because they used that in the one episode. Neat. Cool. All right. Next on the news docket, we have some King Oger news in that they have revealed the first set of auxiliary zords. Uh, we have a snail referred to as the snail gatling and a pillbug, the rolling hammer. I love both of them. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah, snail minigun's pretty fucking cool. Snail turns into a gatling gun and, and the, the pillbug is like a, a fucking like ball and chain. Oh, it's the pill bug. Yeah. Oh, like, combining a snail with a Gatling gun is like, those are like the two most opposite things. Right. And it's like how the, it works. The slow creature fires fast. Yep. Yeah, and what's interesting is the main zords are referred to as gods, but these ones are being called saints. So there's like categories of zords. It's, it's, I'm just imagining like the Last Supper, but it's just a bunch of robot bugs sitting at the table. <laughs> funny enough i see the pill bug and just you know the, those that like transformers know know who i'm talking about uh the beast wars character uh retracts <laughs> all right all right so let's see so you can buy these individually if you want snail gatling 1650 yen march 4th release and rolling hammer is also the same 
on its own. I wonder how, I wonder how many of these are going to release. Considering we've got two already before the show's even started, I'm guessing a fair amount. Like, I, like how many? How many I'm, did we get in Zooger? How many like cube animals did we oh, get? Oh, there were a bunch. Uh, there was the gun, the bat, the giraffe, the bear, the hammer, the scissors, the blimp. Well, we'll, th we'll think of it this way: in in Cure Major, we got the forklift. The vacuum trailer. I don't know why I started. I, okay, you guys were talking about Zuboger. I don't know why my brain suddenly drifted over to Lupin Pado when I started listing the auxiliary swords from the VS vehicles. Oh, I was wondering, like, scissors? The fuck are you talking about? I don't remember <laughs> no grasshopper in Zuboger. I was thinking of Lupin Pado's auxiliary swords. <laughs> but yeah, and not only did Zuboger have a lot of them, it had several, ver like, a couple of them were like palette swaps of each other's. 11 DX cubes, 8 to 9 weapon cubes. Okay. Mm. The pill bug is a Bakugan. <laughs> Don't say Bakugan. I'll fucking summon Blaze. You there's, only, there's, only one, there's only one Bakugan, and it was in Tiga. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's cool. Moving on to our next news story. Uh, we have more info on the upcoming Yodana 3. Uh, can, can I just before? Oh yeah, fucking can we, god! Can we please talk about how that is the thumbnail of yeah. the news post. They know what and they the did. Thumbnail for the video. They know what they did. Uh, so yes, they posted a new thirty-second teaser and new details for Yodana Three, Yodana's Valentine. Yeah, can can someone post a picture of uh, her new outfit, please? Which is it. apparently referred to as Yodana Burst because the fandom's gonna burst. No. Yeah, let's just say this was my response. Just <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, she looks amazing. <laughs> yes, and look, we're getting not crunchilla. Oh no, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> looks so... like he has like a chocolate egg on his head. <laughs> no, no, that's the guy behind him. It's football oh. mask. Oh, well. Uh, so in, in this special, Yodana is told by the sole administration judge that if she learns about love, they will allow her resurrection. So she's transferred to the real world on Valentine's Day and meets Miko, who can see her spirit, helps Yodana in her search for love. Yodana's heart skips a beat when she sees a man who immediately protects her from someone picking up on her. And this man is Tametomo. Kiramayelo. Are they finally going to seal the deal? Maybe. I mean, she goes. Apparently, she goes both ways. So that's cool. I mean, how how weird is it that Kira Major of all the Sentai's has been getting the spinoff material? Because Kira Major was amazing. Yeah, it was a great Sentai. <laughs> Kira Major, more like Kira Amazing. That's yeah. the joke. That's literally the Megazord name. <laughs> that's the mech name. Oh, really? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> we made that joke all fucking year. Yeah, we're gonna, Dude, we're gonna get demonetized ago. if you keep posting this shit, man. <laughs> hey, you know, keep doing the show. <laughs> wow. All right. So, yeah. Yodana Three is premiering on TTFC on March fifth, even though it's set on Valentine's Day. Isn't that yeah. day in Japan? White no, White Day is the fourteenth of March. So. Wait. That, so, so how was, was posting that on oh. White Day would have been a good idea. That's what I'm thinking. Why didn't they delay it just to have it be 
somewhat relevant. Maybe because they know that all the guys are going to be busy on white day. That sounds Ooh. so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know their audience very well. I'm kidding. It's like the other day when, uh, you know, you know <laughs> sorry to derail cookie, but just Lane, did you mention that you, you found yourself a new place? Yep. It just, I, I, like, I loved it. Cause I was like, well, do you have pictures of the place? He's like, no, you have to ask my girlfriend that it like, Without context, I was like, "Tell your girl to send pics." It's okay to send pics. <laughs> uh, I'm like, that oh, was darn, that's so it. wrong. That's inappropriate. <laughs> it took me a moment to realize. Wait, what did I just send? Oh no! Uh, I understood. Don't worry. Oh, I know, um, but still. To make you feel any better, um, again, this is, and I feel kind of embarrassed saying it. It was another accidental innuendo when I was playing Salmon Run last week um there was i don't know if anybody's familiar with it but basically there's an enemy called a stinger that can shoot you from very far and uh generally it's a good idea to go after that enemy so that it doesn't cause a lot of collateral damage um so i went and went after it and i was being told like you you have to you have to go get the stinger and then i just said and then i just said i'm gonna come oh (laughs) oh no like I almost died because I was laughing so hard after I realized what I did. Aw, uh, you're adorable. Yes, um, it doesn't. Have, the stinger is a long thing that shoots liquid out of it. Oh. So, I, just think of, I just think of that Pro ZD video where he's just playing that mobile game. Just oh, I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm I mean, this, coming. this is a game where you can spend entire rounds splashing white and yellow liquid all over the place. Yeah, like it, it, it's just oh my, because like. Like I legitimately like I had I had to catch my breath. I, I, I was dying just like that's not what I meant. I'll never I'll never forget <laughs> Team Mayo versus Team Ketchup. Yep. All right. I'll never stayed up for twenty four hours so that mayonnaise wouldn't lose. You did. You're a trooper. Uh, <laughs> right. Troopers. What? I'll explain. <laughs> Okay. Common Rider 4K Remaster Box. Yeah, boxes. <laughs> no! 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 Look at the prices of these sets! Oh, what do you expect? It's... $450! Yeah, for a one... set! <laughs> and there's four of them! What the fuck? Well, yeah, Who Lane. spends this much money? <laughs> uh, video renters? Oh my god! But Lane, it's Common Rider. I don't get it's a shit. 4K. <laughs> you could buy a Switch with that much money. <laughs> or you could watch all 98 episodes of Common Rider that have been recently remastered. In no, 4K. I just pirate it when it comes out. On now, you, now you can like amazingly with well quality scrutinize every detail of every terrible suit. The entire run. Yeah, you can just see how worse it was fucking made. Guys, can, can, can I just be happy for this? Uh, yes, yes, you can, but not four hundred and fifty dollars happy, right? <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. I gotta, um, hang on. Like Keep talking. Him up. Sorry. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm not sure if these comparison shots are from the Blu-ray to the 4K. But according to the information, the 4K remaster used the original 16 millimeter negative prints. Guard, do you know how much you'd have to pay 
to own this entire thing? I'm gonna say over a thousand dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! Fuck. Eighteen hundred dollars. But that also includes all the great bonus features. Oh boy. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, they have, it's four different boxes between episodes 1 to 98, releasing August 2nd, November 8th, February 14th of next year, and May 8th also of next year. You know what? I'll just watch Shin Kamen Rider because I'll just get the entire original story <laughs> in one movie, and it's modern day. Each Lane, box... you know how you, Lane, you know how we liked Shin Ultraman because you watched all of it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're gonna like. Uh, I don't think you're gonna like Shin Kamen Rider. No, it's okay. It'll, it'll, it's an abridged version, so I'll, I'll get to this. Abridged version. Yeah, or condensed. Each box set features a jacket illustrated by Yoshihito Sugawara. If you make your pre-orders via the official Toei store, you receive limited edition goods. Box one will have a special storage box for all the volumes with new art illustrated by Yoshihito Sugawara. Box two, three, and four come with a a special paperweight. That sounds <laughs> what the fuck? Like, if you buy this entire thing, you better watch it one time and then never touch it again for the rest of your fucking life. This better be a fucking heirloom to your next generation of your family. <laughs> Pass down. I must pass down the sacred Common Rider 4K Blu-rays. If you accept this heirloom, you must watch this fucking series at least one time before carrying it over to the next person. <laughs> okay. But also, right. by the way, this this is the guy's art. That's cool. awesome. I love it. The weight has been passed down through generations. Common yep. Riders. The original Common Rider is awesome. Not $1,800 awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gar, I assume you'd like to talk about our next article. Oh, Jeebus Murphy. <laughs> Dojenger's Metropolis Season 4. four. How? Just, how why? <laughs> oh yeah, this this show, Dojenger's season four, also known as Dojenger's Metropolis. Yes, Jake showed up in high school the third season. Cool. Man, what the fuck is that face? <laughs> that is the that is me questioning how this has gotten four seasons. That is that is <laughs> that is emote worthy. Yep. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, the fourth season is about real heroes, the Dojengers, and the police, and the bad guys, the evil secret society, and the anti-social forces, the Oshikawagumi. I swear, after watching high school, the High School Heroes, we need to just... I feel like Dojengers need to be the next thing we talk about. Sure. I'll like, say, I will say, like, from this preview image, the suits look cool. Oh yeah, because they're, it's all like original, like they're all original characters. They're they're the equivalent of mascots for companies. Yeah, yeah, they're like local heroes, and it, it, that's what they are. They're local heroes, but just I'm sorry, but just the fact that there's four seasons of this now, just make a fucking movie. 
Um, yeah, so apparently this is premiering April 9th uh, on TV. On YouTube? It's, it's going to be airing on TV and on YouTube. And, oh, and apparently they've upgraded from 25-minute time slot to 30-minute. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Just All no. Right. No. Oh, now, like, now, now Oikawa from Goanger is in it, apparently. What? Weirdest part of all, I don't understand why I'm so upset over this. I was going to say, is, is it good or is it not good? Because you seem to be upset. Ichi, remember how we watched Voltron together? Uh-huh. And you know how we both liked it for its story? Uh-huh. You know how there's a vast majority of the people in the fan base that only watched it for the shipping? Yeah. Yeah, I, every person I've known that watched this show has been only ship, from what I've heard. Mm. So what you're telling me is, I, who only exists as someone who doesn't give a fuck what fandom thinks about things, will probably enjoy it. Yes. Cool, noted. Actually, I suppose we haven't talked about this on the show yet. It's one of those things where I I wanted to find subsort, finally did, and then we just never got around to it. Well, you're the one because managing the just... topic schedule. I'm sure you can fit it in. Oh, yeah. I'll easily fit it in once we're done talking about high school heroes. Maybe we can do like a December-themed month of just do Dogenders or whatever. Dogen. Yeah, and there's, Dogen there's already three seasons. Do Dogen by season, I mean like 12-episode seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We can knock those out. Yeah. Dogenuary. Dogenuary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That's it. We move from Do from Don Brothers to Do Gingers. Perfect. Wow. Well, we have King Oger. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah. And our last news story is some bad news. Uh, oh. Shoko Izuka, a voice actor, has passed away <gasps> uh, at the age of 89 years old. Uh, in anime, he's known as Mobile Suit Gundam's Ryu Jose. Uh... Dragon Ball's Android 8 and Nappa. He was Aider? No! Voltez oh, yeah. B's Rui he Jangle. Was, he was... Oh. Lilo and Stitch's Jumba and Dr. Neo Cortex. Oh, he was Japanese voice actor for Dr. Jumba. Wow. Oh, no, both actors for Jumba are gone. Oh, he was the... He's the... We're jumping onto white base guy. Oh, wow. Aww. <laughs> Uh, and then in Tokusatsu, he played like 38 different monsters in Denji Man alone. Uh, he was Hakider. He was Hakider. That's yeah. amazing. He was the voice of Hakider. Wow. Uh, he was also the voice of Satan, or Satan Egos, the main leader from Battle Fever J. Uh, Hellfire Saturn from like the main antagonist from Sun Vulcan. He was Don, Don Horror Horror. from Gavon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just, wow what a legacy this guy's a fucking legend and oh he was apparently in ghost Sager as well as like the main as, alien villain for like the first Drake. oh he was the he was the moth guy yes oh and he was also one of the generals in full test five another show that we should probably watch a bit more of yeah. or not Oh, with the fucking the the, the suicidal mother. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the, you know what? Suicidal's wrong word. The kamikazeing mother. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I find it really cool that his talent wait, 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 was called Sig. The, the Kama Kamikasan? Yeah. <laughs> Go home. Okay. No, that was good. I'm giving him that. I find it hilarious that his talent agency was called Sigma 7. Yep. Uh, so he passed away at the age of 89 due to acute heart failure on February 15th. No! Hey man, eight, 89 years old, that's that's not bad. Yeah. That's a, that's a full life. Hopefully he has no regrets. <gasps> Any regrets? Super Sentai. We're jumping onto white base! We never got ah! to jump onto white base. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I did complete seriousness. That sounds like a very long, prolific, and awesome life. So rest in peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, good sir. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Lilo and Stitch, did you hear that Zach Galifianakis is going to be playing Pleakley in the live action remake? Really? Oh I still think they should have gotten the guy who voices Pleakley because that man is just Pleakley. I've seen him I in know, real life. They're doing what they did with, um, with Lion King and just recasting everyone for no reason. Oh, but they gotta get the original director back to be Stitch. Cause this... Who else would you get? Tom Holland? Wait, no, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah, they'll just make, they'll just make so... Lilo a boy. Oh, I'm guessing will still be Stitch, but I don't know why they're doing this. But Ly at the Lyle same... and Stitch. <laughs> Lyle and Stitch. Very curious, I admit. I'm not a fan of the live action remakes of anything, but... I, I, I like wanted... the Aladdin one. That That one was fun. I want to see what the characters look like in that style, but I also think the movie shouldn't exist. Is, I is mean, that... the, the only reason I'm slightly interested in The Little Mermaid is because Melissa McCarthy is Ursula, and I kind of want to see that. I can't remember That's... the last time I've heard Emily just straight up say, this shouldn't exist. Uh, last week. <laughs> she wasn't sorry. on the show last week. What would I have said that about on the show last week? Oh yeah, that that, that guy now. It's freaking yeah, Druga versus Olteca. There, there was a teaser about Druga and Olteca, but there was nothing significant to talk about, so I didn't bother including it. They 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 had a little silhouette of Orteca's Rider form, but they haven't actually shown it yet. So I'm sure no, but we're, show we're missing soon. we're missing the point here, people. We're getting more George. Oh yeah, no, of course. George I, is back. I fucking <laughs> laughed my ass off at that teaser because the two of them are arguing about who's more important. And right at the end, you hear George go, "Now it's me." Yeah, no. <laughs> George, George is a fucking badass motherfucker. Oh, and yeah, he's shirtless like a lot. Oh I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting George to pull a Dan Corrado. Also, tension naked. Ass. Apparently, yeah. apparently, in apparently in the trailer, someone noticed that they green screened in the fucking bathhouse because they don't have the set anymore. <laughs> that sounds yeah. right. Oh, please tell me someone has a photo of that. And then someone reminded me that in one of the saber things, they didn't have the base anymore set. Oh yeah, so no, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, it's gonna go um, the way. It's gonna go the way of the double set. Woof. <laughs> All right. Well, that's news for the week. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yep. You can clearly tell they're not oh, on this. Oh, so clearly. Oh, no. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's a good fake. I, it's, as, but it's as good as they can do. Yep. I mean, it's better than the Saber one, where that definitely looks fake. Yep. Uh, the Revice one, it works because very minimal. Yep, it's a small space that works better. Yeah. 
No All right, let's get Geats done. Woo! I should have seen this coming because it's the week Dawn Brothers aired, but it was a goddamn clip show. But a really, really well done clip show. Really? I was going to say it was a really crappy clip show. I thought that was impressive. I no, was... no, a clip show is, is is essential to filler. I will say that we got some information slash clarity on a couple of things that I'll get into as we go. Interesting that Ace used to have a bowl cut. <laughs> I, yep. I, what I, one thing I noted in the opening, A, not only have they still not added the laser riders to it, but since the DGP is now on hold, they removed the who is a backstabber from that one yep. desire card. The idea that it's a clip show in-universe of the DGP, yeah. and yet it all contains like, the char different characters and different people involved in it saying their opinions on why they've chosen who to support. And then it gets hijacked by the Dramato, and like it, it really, it was one of the cooler clip shows I've seen in anything, really. My my biggest and most immediate problem at the start of the episode is the fact that what the fuck happened? Baroba nuked them all. How are they not all dead? Exactly. No one talked about it. How they got away? And they were and they recapped that clip of Baroba doing her hisatsu twice. Two times. Lesney Ram showed up and was just like, clock up. <laughs> oh, okay. So also we need to we need to mention this. Apparently Kekra actually is a frog. He just made a a, a human design. Yeah, that okay, I was gonna talk about it later, but yeah, when he shows I was so mad that he like had was a human or at least had a human form, but then he shows up and he's like, Do you like my human design? And I'm like so what you're saying is you created this form and that's not your actual form. Okay, I can get behind this. Does that mean that all of their human forms are fake? I like that they that their rider forms, with the exception of Jin, are all like almost Animals. animal roles. I think that's really... I think Zine was too, but he just wanted to be more like Ace, so he made his rider design yeah, more like, like human. Gene is such a simp for Ace that he wanted to be like him in as many ways as possible, so his rider is humanoid. Yeah, because he definitely would have been a wolf. <laughs> Fox. Uh, no, you can clearly it's a he's a it's a wolf because he it's a wolf howl at the end. Uh, he's a wolf. He's a wolf rider. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Is it a fox? I well, mean, that's not what a that's not what a fox sounds he's like. He's copying Geats. Oh, I guess so. Everyone says he's a he wolf. He loves Geats. He wants to be as like Geats as possible. But you clearly hear a wolf howl at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, at, with regards to Kekera and Kuhn's uh, quote-unquote rider forms, I'm not a fan of, like, riders that are just straight-up fucking non-human creatures. But, like... The elephant T-Rex, that's right. You know, the opposite. I actually really like riders that are just straight-up non-human creatures. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Psycho, because he was a sword. <laughs> oh God! Don't remind me of Psycho. A lot yeah, Psycho. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but you know what Psycho is, though, Lane? Mm. He's a fucking real prop. <laughs> That's true. I don't. 
No, no, you want I, I'm I'm jumping on the bandwagon with this. I fucking hate the CGI riders. That I'm a bit upset about the fact that uh, we, like, we look at it this way. We just finished a Sentai series that had two CGI non-human creatures as main characters, and now we get two more fucking non-human CGI monstrosities. Like like out of the four of them, really only one of them like where where's the budget going? Because obviously the three of them are all reskins. I mean, Baroba is still technically kind of humanoid. She's just also fucking giant. I don't like how big she is. I love it, how big she is. Like, I feel like it's like, it's just a tad too big. I'm okay with what it is. I just don't like that that gets the title of Common Rider. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, like that seems like a like a monster or a mech or something, but like calling that a common rider is what makes me uncomfortable. And also we have four more, we have more common riders whose names are the same as their actual names. Oh boy, my favorite. So they're just everything you don't like in a common rider. The weird part is, you know how I hate Zine because of the fucking card through the head? Yeah. The other three of them, I don't mind it as much weirdly. Yeah, because I'm yeah, not because holding they're... them to human standards. Yeah. The, oh, like forgetting the yeah, fact but... that they're common writers, I actually really like their designs. Okay, so yeah. Decker Decker brings up Common Writer Core, a movie exclusive, one time only Common Writer who was yeah. dead in like five minutes. Core Core sucked. <laughs> core was awful. I don't think that should be a common writer I don't care if he was voiced by Kenpachi. That doesn't forgive me. I think that should Kor. have been a monster whose name was Ryder Core. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I also took in note of the fact that Baroba is now calling Buffa Michi, which means we have our second purple common writer named Michi <laughs> who turned evil. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where that goes. Try to put a evil Christmas sweater on him. Fuck oh, off. <laughs> I mean, he has he has a new tormented. outfit. He has a new outfit next episode. Woo! Sorry, Gar. Go ahead. And he's and he's also tormented by a dead spirit. Yes. Okay. My biggest issue in this episode. So, Ace and Gene are talking about like, oh, why? When did you start supporting me? And then we cut to apparently Ace living as a high schooler in still the modern age, and that's apparently when he was recruited to join the DGP? What the fuck happened to him playing the game for 2,000 years? That he knows of. <laughs> okay, I have two schools of thought on this. A. Time travel, right? I'll get into that. A. These are both possible. Ace was just fucking lying because that's just yeah. the thing he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and B, I think is the far more interesting approach. I think this flashback of him as a high schooler being quote unquote recruited for the first time. Look at the way he's smiling through that entire scene. I'm willing to bet that Ace gets up to some time travel shenanigans and goes back with all of his memories to get himself recruited into the DGP. Hmm. I 
Imagine that. Kay- yeah. Ace is su- look at the way he planned for recovering himself when he had his memories erased a couple of episodes, like a couple of games ago. This man has like Batman level prep powers. Yeah. It would be fully within his wheelhouse to go back in time and get himself recruited into the DGP. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to hope that is the case. Oh fuck. <laughs> I mean I mean Ace is Ace is already up there like uh, for me for almost like at like decade levels of badass. So yeah. Uh, I love I love Takasa. God damn. What's weird about it as well, it's like so why like so why did you choose to be my sponsor? Well, I saw you before you got your powers and I saw how heroic you were. They could have easily just cut to when he lost his memory in the in like what was that, episode twenty or something? Yeah. When he had that whole background but no, no, we decided to make a new keep in mind, however. But he has a bulk. No. I'm sorry, I can't get over that. Uh, what's his name? Future boy, future blue boy. Gene. 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 Or Zine. Zine. Zine I don't, I don't like that. Na- I don't so, like that name. So, so magazine over here is like. <laughs> well, I thought your mom's name was this, and he's just like, no, that's just something that they made it for to show. Yeah. That's just on my, this my is celebrity just profile. Fake... So what if this is just his fake origin then? At this point, nothing's off the table anymore. Yeah. They make up a lot of stuff. Maybe this one's no different. Like, like, like they do play around with time and stuff, but it's just like... They're going to edit it and make me sound like I think Cruelsville sucks. <laughs> and then, like, and then Kekra goes up to, to, to Kawa just being like, Yeah, I chose you because I like that you wanted to achieve world peace, which is something a common writer would definitely do. <laughs> So, and then you just have a neon just you're talk, hot. talking to a letter. No, <laughs> talking the, to a fucking letter. Here's the weird part about neon. So like all that shit about Kekera admiring uh, Kawa makes sense because he did that quote unquote on screen while the first round of the DGP was happening. Kuhn says that he started supporting neon because he hated how her like how bad her home life was. So is that to say that Kuhn was watching her in her home before she was recruited into the DGP? How no, and I... why and ew? Are you sure it's not just that she talked about it in her videos that she made? She's like a YouTuber. We... I don't know that she like explicitly talked about her home life in detail in Neon TV videos. It was just like, hey, look, I'm here. I'm running away from home. And she never really went into why, maybe? Unless she I did, know. I don't know. Maybe she did. That that was what I, I thought was that he was a fan of her from that first. I mean, when he t- in that scene where he, in the f- episode where he's introduced, he explicitly says to her that he's not a fan of Neon TV. Yeah, but he he was trying to like kind of deviate her from finding out who he really was. I'm your son from the future. Oh no, no. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. Could you imagine if Kuhn is Neon Sun from the future and he's trying to help her find love so that he is born? Oh my god. <laughs> and it's him! <laughs> oh my. I'm my own father! It's literally Back to the Future! 
<laughs> you had sex? Yeah. With your mother? Yeah. And yourself? Hey, man, I'm not that bad looking. Oh, my God. So See, I'm, this... just thinking, I'm just thinking of Fry now. He did the nasty. <laughs> Do you know who your grandfather is? You. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like that song. It's like that song from the movie The Stupids. I'm my uh, own grandpa. I'm my, I'm my own I'm grandpa. My own grandpa. <laughs> it's funny, I know, but it really is so. <laughs> See, I this is you, the Tom problem. Arnold. Anytime you introduce time travel into a story, all of this bullshit is now on the table. <laughs> it's it's weird that I'm the one that brings it up, though. Just. Remember we thought in Zio we thought like Gates was like fucking Sogo's son? <laughs> I don't think I ever subscribed to that theory. No, you did. You thought that was stupid because you hated uh, Zio. It is stupid. No, no my, my favorite thing is when I caught up on Zio and I said Gates was my favorite character or Gates was my favorite Gates. character and Ichi just turned to me. He's like, None how? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, how? And I explained it all and you're like, guard, that was so great too bad the show never fucking did any of that <laughs> gates gates uh so anyway a bunch of clip show bullcrap happens and then baroba hijacks the stream and announces now we're doing the jamato grand prix <laughs> yes turns out that jamato have evolved further than they anticipated and they basically become sentient What's interesting about this part of the episode is this is the direct and explicit answer to a question I asked last week. Oh? I was asking why the Jamato were born, what the reason is for Archie doing what he's doing, and th in this episode, Baroba says that the Jamato were actually... It's it's not just a case of the DGP fights fights the Jamato because they're a threat to humanity. The Jamato were in fact explicitly created for the purpose of being the enemies fought in the DGP. Yeah. So Arch Archie was in fact a management person in the Desire Grand Prix handling the enemies that they would fight. And then because the Jamato were evolving and mutating in interesting ways, Archimedes, Arch, Archimedal Archie became personally attached to them and started feeling bad that they were just grown to die. So this actually explains the Jamato's purpose perfectly because per, up until now, it's just been like, why are they around? But now we know yeah, that they're they, fodder. they were in fact created just to be enemies in this fucking reality show video game nonsense and Total now Island. and now they're disgruntled and angry and taking over yay so, so even though this is a clip show episode we got an, an immediate answer to a question i asked last week Con so good job common writer geeks i thought this is a really good show on this thing yeah no it shows this i'm i'm still i'm loving it um, and speaking of the, the four laser riders, I don't know if this was mentioned or explicitly stated anywhere, but one thing that's really interesting about their henshins is what just before they fire, they're pointing the guns at the exact same angle of the cards in their helmets. Yeah, all, I like all, that. All four of them do that. That's really cool. I thought that's a really nice touch. And also, oh. the songs 
each of them has their own unique chime, and I love all four of those chimes, I will say. Yes. Too bad they were all playing all at once. No, no. <laughs> and they, they actually played them back to back, because, like, the, the, like, wah, 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 that was the Kekaro one, and then the fucking, like, string instruments, that's the Kune one. No, the Kekaro one should just be a Rainbow Connection. <laughs> hmm. I, I love it. He's like, mind if I join? It's like, who are you? I'm Kikara. Who? Kikara. Uh, he does the pose. He does the pose. Like by human form? Which 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 tells us that they've never seen each other in human form before. Oh yeah! Next week we're getting fucking buff a command form. Why? Because <laughs> why not? That's amazing. We had All to right. fix the helmet somehow. Yay, Buffa with the command form. It's gonna be he's gonna fucking wreck shit with that thing. Wait a minute. Oh shit, that's a brand new helmet. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a brand new helmet. I mean, the visor on top <laughs> of it. Right into the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yes. I just love the idea of the Jamato Grand Prix. So they're saying that all these random monsters, most of which are just brainless and acting out of instinct, if they manage to kill Niram and steal his driver, they'll get their wish granted. What the hell is a random monster gonna wish for? Why, why did I say that? I want to be a real boy. Why was it? Why did I? Sandwich. I have no idea. <laughs> no. The turkey's a little dry. Just how? I, how no, it's I, a Simpsons reference. No, yeah. I remember that. Which a is, Dawn sandwich? Bizarre... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It says, how bizarre is it that it was only when they started using humans as fertilizer is when the Jamado started to go, like, crazy. Like, I mean, we don't explicitly know that they haven't been doing that all along and just the recent events were just like a random mutation. Uh, once again, showing that it's always the human's fault for everything. Yup. Humans. We should go extinct, right? Damn humans. <laughs> to, quote, to quote Jacksepticeye from his recent batch of green screen meme templates, this is why humanity should be killed. <laughs> oh. And by the way, speaking of Jacksepticeye's green screen memes, I should have mentioned this forever, this week I put out a video that I'm very proud of on the Cast Ranger channel called Jack Brothers. It is basically using Jacksepticeye's newest batch of green screen meme templates to review episode one of Dawn Brothers. <laughs> it was really funny. We've lost it. I had a good time making it. I might do more if enough people want more. Oh, You're no. stupid! He's a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time all right speaking of dawn brothers shall we no and so the finale of the show end or begins the same way the first episode begins with haruka getting a manga award but she made Dog Brothers into a manga. Yep. Dog Brothers. So now the question is, when is that getting released? 
I really hope like the art that they so, show. Yeah. So does that mean she plagiarized her life? <laughs> no, she made a fictitious version of her life. I mean, it's, it, it's based on a true story. Think of it this way. It's an abridged version of Dawn Brothers. Yeah. Hmm. And and yeah, Inoue himself was in that scene giving her the award, you fucking self-congratulatory fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't He's hit Claire, hit the game. Wait, just get a picture of Inoue and do like the Obama medal meme. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do that. I remember that too. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of Obama, have you guys seen the fucking memes going around that like the AI voice impersonator of Obama, Biden, and Trump playing video games? Yes, and it's too fucking f terrifying, and I'm really scared where how farther that's gonna go. <laughs> I saw one of them doing an F14 raid, and I died. I like that. I like that. Like the Donald Trump keeps calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. Yep. <laughs> He's like, come on, Sleepy Joe. We have to, we have to crank those nineties. Shut <laughs> up, Donald. I'm not telling you. Not telling me what to do. Oh my god. Okay, hey, guys, we gotta focus on the Don Brothers. Yeah, we and we have to focus on Don Brothers. <laughs> um. <laughs> so of course, there's no opening for the episode because it's the finale. And uh, as we see Taro's memories continue to go, he starts asking everyone if they enjoy or regret being in the Don Brothers. Dude, that. Like, that shit was fucking depressing. Oh, yeah. I was crying. And then he got to, like, Sodoe, and he forgot Sodoe, and I was just like, Oh, man! It's <laughs> so sad! <laughs> I think Haruka's response to his question summarizes the entire show. It's been hell at times, but at least everyone's hilarious. I mean, that is... But it's just... Seeing everyone give their two cents on and having him go to each of them individually was really neat. Man, like the the way he st even Momo he started to tear up as he's talking to Kijino and he's like, "Not only am I okay with it, it's my point of pride, and I'm fighting to sit to even just to save myself." And you see Momo just like, "Yeah, that's totally fine." And I'm like, Ugh. "No," and I think what really really hurt me was when he went to go visit uh Jin. oh and they, they make like the last meal yeah they make the rice balls and he's just like oh it's good and he's who like yeah it's good who are you and i'm and you see the look on Jin's face and i'm like no oh, there well, you go nice kaguya <laughs> and i'm just like i'm just like no <laughs> I, just, I was crying i was in tears man oh, jesus fuck. christ thing involving losing the memories of the people they love is always at, like hits me like harder than just about anything else so yeah this was, this was a hard one to watch i i would hate if i lost my memories and i just couldn't remember anyone or like the people i love that would just be i'd be like i mean i wouldn't know because i'd be i'd you know, my marriage lost, but I think that'd just be, that's not a way to live. I'm going to get real fucking depressing right now. So content warning, you okay. know what watching this episode f felt like mm. this felt like watching an elderly family member going through like uh, dementia. And this hit no, me real fucking hard because I've seen it happen. One of my grandfathers was like that before he passed. And this really it's... fucking hurt. It's awful. 
Yeah, thank thankfully my my dad still remembered all of us before he passed away, so Lucky like, for that. You're you're trying to talk to him and he doesn't remember who you are and someone has to like whisper in his ear and just like I, oh god. Just, yeah. Yeah, like fucking just Sonoe like whispering to like he's like, That's Haruka, she draws manga. But just just Sonoe being such a good friend in the end. Yeah. Just like what you expected that that would have been how this ended, and I'm really happy that that's how it ended with the uni uniting of the two. I want to be happy for it, but I feel like it's too rushed. It, it having this plot be over the course of an episode and a half is a little rushed. I'll admit, especially with the new the new uh, Cerebrians. That was that 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 should have they should have shown up a few episodes before, don't you think? I I think it's I think I know why though. It's the issue of why it was rushed. If they did it, it okay, let's admit it. It's the same plot to to revise in a sense, kinda, mm -hmm. kinda in a sense where the main character is starting to lose his memories. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't feel earned in a sense. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I completely mm -hmm. understand. Well, having I, one episode was a little. But man, they did well with just the one episode. Like the one episode's fine. I just I feel like they did I... as well as they could with it given the constraints that they found themselves in, whether or not it was their fault. You know what I mean? Like now that Apparently, we're here, you know, like, now that we have fifty noto. Oh god. He also wanted apparently Sonui to stay dead after his first duel, but he apparently he enjoyed uh, Tominaga's performance so much that he decided to keep him on and thank god he did because yeah. I don't think Don Brothers would have ended nearly as good as it did if Sono had died stayed or, dead or, like there's the thing with Sono Go and Sono Roku they get their powers absorbed and then they end up getting kicked, they kick the bucket I was about to say like speaking of the other fucking Noto Sono Ya and Sono Ya sh show up and steal their powers and murder them holy fuck yeah. so it's like like I hate to be that person, but like that was super messed up, honestly. Not only that, just why even have the characters then if you're just going to obliterate them? Never really even got to know them. I'm kind of sad it's... that this means Sono Na and Sono Ya don't have their own forms. Like, Presumably, just... you could have just kept Son like uh, Sono Yo, the the red one, right? Sono Shi. No. Sonoshi, right? Their names are confusing, I know. I'll get into that later. The, the red one, essentially, you could have just kept him, and then you have the two clansmen, like the two leaders show up and be like, yeah, we're taking things over from now on. He's like, but, but I'm just getting started. No, you're not. And kill him. Hey, not. And then you just have them be like five and six. Maybe not kill him, like just send him back or something. No, 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 I feel like he need like, just to prove a point, they obliterate him. I will say, I, I fully enjoyed when Sonoya murders Sonoshi, and then you see the fucking Kusaka smile on him. Yeah, the Kaiser smile, and I was like, yeah, okay. oh, there okay. he is. You know how there, there's now a photo of him getting slashed? Someone needs to re-edit that, and this is a very tough edit. Have it be the Kaiser finisher mark. <laughs> Hmm. I can just edit hmm. in like a big yellow X. 
Yeah, just a big yellow <laughs> X. Because that would be funny as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah and Murasame showed up, and Mother's like, do whatever your heart tells you, son. And he's like, okay, ma'am. Don Murasame <laughs> just rebels, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Because the no, show's what? ending. Wonder who Mother actually was, then. Nope. What do you think of the finale? No idea. Yeah, because I thought that would be someone we'd meet. So, as we cut to them in the cafe with Kaito, he explains that because the Noto are no longer a threat, and because Jiro has matured as Taro's successor, apparently some sort of system is in place that decided that now Taro's job is done, so he should deserve to live a normal, happy life. So to facilitate that, that's why his memories are going. Hmm. I feel like that's an... I feel like that's an allegory in a sense. Yeah. It's an allegory of the show coming to an end and thus the actor can move on to do other things. Pretty well. The movie will come up with some cockamamie reason for him to regain his memories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah of course, because, like, you know, the, mov- the movie's probably going to be the true finale to this show. Yep. Yeah. Much yeah. like an Ultraman nowadays has a movie to wrap up its proper story just like how decade did and exade did and <laughs> the list goes on yeah, except for exade it kept going and oh going. my god Fuck. oh yeah since they bring up a good point so if jiro is now the leader that means they're the dragon fires again <laughs> hell yeah uh let's see what else was in this episode um in a sense like like sorry just like when he was saying that stuff it's like oh like like he'll get to move on to be another thing and they're all like no it makes me think of the first season finale of akiba ranger uh-huh where they find out they're in a show and it's ending so they're trying <laughs> yeah. to think of ways to keep they're the trying to stop hate saburo <laughs> and like like as they're fighting like what's meant to be their final battle you just see the giant credits the yeah, end they start fighting the credits like, no no take it down and it's like oh, there's there's Sabro right there and he's behind the camera no, yep. no, no. and he covers up the lens like it's the end yep. it's over it's so good <laughs> speaking of endings it turns out that Natsumi just leaves yeah, she leaves Subasa. I fucking can't believe this shit. We spend the entire goddamn show with yep. Subasa trying to free his girlfriend from the clutches of the Juto, and yep. it ends with the absolute ball-busting anticlimax of "Thanks for rescuing me." By the way, we're breaking up. Bye. Yeah. The whole show. <laughs> Yep. No, even Subasa fucking re- makes it like. Oh the, my he's god! Like, he's like, well, that was anticlimactic. Another microcosm for the the show itself. Well, because like, think about it. For that whole year that like she was in that forest, she was married to Gijino, and I she know. got to experience what she really wanted to do. I know. So she kind of wanted that. <laughs> That part I'm not questioning. That part makes perfect sense in a, in a, in one of Don Brothers' rare moments of perfectly explaining what happened. But I just well, think but that Tsubasa was done absolutely dirty. He's not going to be alone. 
No, he'll, he has he has Sononi now. He runs <laughs> off with Sononi, and they're both fugitives now. <laughs> I don't know Great. how I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, to be perfectly fair, he at least got a better ending than the other Black Ranger Inoue wrote. Uh, <laughs> Who would that be? Black Condor. Black Condor. Yeah. He, he died at the end of the finale. Yeah, they re- they refer- they referenced it in Senkaiju. It was fucking hilarious. He about it when that happened. Yep. And the biggest thing, it, it wasn't until Gokaiger where it was confirmed. Yeah, he died. All right. So b- before we get into how everyone else ends at the end of the series, we have to talk about the final confrontation. So. Sonoya and Sonona are attempting to murder the other Noto because they're traitors. And so the other Don brothers start fighting because they don't have Momoi Taro with them. So Taro somehow ends up at the cafe and Kaito hands him uh, the Don brothers manga manuscript. And And man, was that a tearful scene of him just like reading stuff about situations he's been through over the whole show. Yeah. Oh, and when it's where he's transformed the dialogue isn't filled in so it's like it's saying like you have to fill this in now I it, actually thought so... that was really nice a really like very poetic thing like, you have to remember you have to write it you have to create it yeah. if Sal were here he would probably quote uh, Red Letter Media of, is that the script <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so Don Momotaro, <laughs> even though he's in the process of losing his memories and retiring, he shows up for one last battle with the full bike entourage, the whole deal. Yep. And thus we and get the-, the final oh. roll call. Full roll call. It was, was okay. The- with the Noto there too. And just that scene of them all standing crowded around Momotaro as he struggles to remember his phrase and then just busts it out. I gotta say, that hit pretty hard. You know, just, I'm just sick. He's like, he's reading the, the manuscript. Man, this fucking sucks. Chucks <laughs> in and leaves. Rewrites it. No, 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 no. What the hell? Just rips it in half. This fucking sucks. You got any one piece? That was the original, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Kaito just pulls out the freaking oh you know what it should have been if like just for a plot contrivance Kaito shows up with the Avataro gear shoves it in makes a fake Don Momotaro to show up for the fight oh that would have been interesting I, th- I think it's more significant that it's actually him showing up for the last battle I agree and it, and it kind of it, it, it kind of makes sense that his memories do like temporarily return because the idea behind his memories being reset is that the threat is over and that there's no more need to fight. So now that the Sonona and Sonoya show up, there is a need to fight. So the last vestiges of his memories come back to him just long enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Momotaro shows up and solos both of them in one hit without even needing to go into his goddamn super form by overcharging his fucking sword like don 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 That was badass. That was fucking awesome. And then he literally solos them in one shot. What a fucking boss. No, no, yeah. Don Momotaro is just 
goat. He charged goat. it so fast, he vanished. And then goes out with the explosion. Yep. That's pretty pretty poetic. He's a good. He's definitely a dramatic guy. So he has a dramatic entrance and a dramatic death. Yes, sir. Didn't even say goodbye. He just. That was kind of sad that he didn't, but also poetically just, I think. Yeah. And so we come to the epilogue. We find out where each of them land. As we talked about earlier, Tsubasa and Sonani become a pair of fugitives and live a life running away from the cops, I guess. And then you see Kijino as he's moving out of his house and Natsumi's just hiding behind his door and she comes and she's all, would you like to continue the dream? And his reaction of just dropping his box and shattering everything in it pretty much mirrored yeah. my own reaction. I'm like, what? Definitely <laughs> not that, but it's very interesting. And it's kind of left like, oh, does he say yes? Does he say no? But obviously he'll say yes. Of course he'll say yes! <laughs> Which makes me really curious to see how they're going to be in the movie. Because this is going to be later, obviously. What if they have a kid? <laughs> oh, God. Can no, you imagine <laughs> Kijino as a dad? No, the real question is... <laughs> He's going to call her Miho in bed. <laughs> Oh no! But that's like her middle name. What if her middle name's Miho? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was just something the Crane Juto came up with. Mm. What? Just, there was a there was something I saw recently where, uh, like the two actors they were talking to each other, and Kijo accidentally called her Miho by accident. I saw that. <laughs> they all just start laughing. It's like, well, Miho, Miho Chen. <laughs> I also saw uh, his actor and uh, guy who plays Kasaka, whose name I keep forgetting. They did a post together where they both did their like evil smiles. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Um, yeah, so that happens to them. Uh, Sarahara, literally nothing changes. He's still a haiku walking hippie. Yep. Sarahara. There's the photo. Had no character development at all. And Haruka makes the Don Brothers manga. And she keeps all the money. It's also really interesting, like, the award ceremony for the, the manga, Tsubasa and Sononi are somehow there without being arrested. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a nice moment. Maybe it's a private <laughs> meeting. Yeah. And the episode ends with Haruka at home working on the manga with Sonoza, and knock, knock, knock at the door. There's a delivery, and who is it but our boy oh. Momoitaro. Tomorrow. Living his best life. Yep. And then, then we get the then we get the handoff. Yeah, yeah, the the talk pass. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. I feel like they could have been a bit more dramatic about it, but uh, it did the job. Yeah, it doesn't beat it doesn't beat the, the doesn't beat the Tokyujer. No 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 if, if this wanted to be a true like Don Brothers thing, Domino Taro should have seen a uh, Kuwaga Oger and toss him to the ground and just start laughing in his face. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Also, I'm... one of the rare times where both reds are on screen at the same time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because usually, like, the other one does the handoff and then leaves, and then it's just the one. Oh, yeah. 
They're both kings. They got to share the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but that is it. That is the end of it's Avatar Sentai. Over! There you go, Ichi. You survived the year. So well done. <laughs> I am so, so excited for King Oger. I'm going to watch so, that shit tomorrow night. So, Don Brothers, I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was. It's just. It, God tier. <laughs> Um, okay, so now we're going to have our discussion where we talk about our, sh- our thoughts on the show entirely. Obviously, I'm yep. going to go last because I have the most to say. I literally yeah. wrote a fucking seven-page essay. <laughs> you, you motherfucker. So each one of us also wrote a haiku, as we talked about last week. And uh, yes. I think the best way we're going to do that is everyone's, we're going to go around. Everyone's going to share all their thoughts on the show. And before you pass to the next person, the last thing you will do is share your haiku. Okay. All right, Lane, go first. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, Don Brothers, what an amazing show! I I I was excited for it before we even knew what the fuck it was gonna be, and I was here for it all year round, and I was not disappointed. I I honestly think like there wasn't really an episode that I didn't like, and just there was a lot more good than than bad, and just. Uh, as I've said before, the the show the show is on a different plane of existence. <laughs> like I, I put this on its own fucking pedestal, like I do with Gaim. Like Gaim was so fucking good as a writer show. It's it stands alone from everyone everyone else. Don Brothers also stands alone from every other Sentai. It's just it's it's so unique. We'll never have something like this ever again, which makes it even more unique. And. It gave me the one thing that I loved more than anything, which was like, it was just the most underutilized thing. He was barely in it, but Kaido's and Kaiser Black, like, holy shit. (laughs) I, as like minimal as he was, I I think he stood out the most for me. (laughs) And like the fact that we don't know what his deal is, is kind of really cool. So. Um, yeah. You can give okay, me your specific I, 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 thoughts I, I, on each character if you want. Oh, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, so, Taro, what a fucking goat. Like, he, he stands, uh, 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 like, beside Marvelous, Gokai Red, as, like, one of the best Reds we've ever gotten. Is he my favorite? No. That still goes to Patron, Patron Ichigo, because he's just amazing. But Taro is... God, just Taro Taro is a goat. I, I loved him from start to finish. Um Haruka, hilarious. Super fun. Really good yellow, I think. She just was she was so dumb, but like a real a real treat to watch. Her actor just fucking killed it. Like I just think she's just, as young as she is, she's just such a good actor. She's very emotive, very expressive, and like I, I loved her. Uh Sarahara. Very interesting, Blue. I, I honestly, Ichi, I loved how much you hated him. <laughs> how much <laughs> not like a Blue Ranger he is to you. And that's kind of what made him more interesting for me. <laughs> so cool. I just like, you liked, he didn't like have money. He didn't like money. He, 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 afford, he lived in a house 
somehow and afforded a house, even though he doesn't have money, ate imaginary food, and he wrote haikus constantly. And just, I don't know, I liked him. I liked him as a big, big monkey ranger. I, I, I don't want I like the fursuits. I think they're cool. <laughs> I liked it with Okami Blue. I like it with Sour Brother. I, I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, Kijino. Wow. Again, first fucking acting job. Amazing. It, it was just, he was so good. Love how fucking kind of borderline insane he became near the end, but then, you know, kind of came back to how we knew him. So, and like, I hope we see this man again in like other tokusatsu or any other show for that matter. Like this guy, this guy has a great career ahead of him, I think. And I think Sentai really helped probably jumpstart that career. Um, and I just like uh, going into Subasa as well. I I love the CGI Rangers. I thought they're funny. I thought they were cool. I like as bad as the CGI was, I was here for it all year round. Uh, Subasa, you know, I was hoping he was going to be my favorite in the end, but just he was kind of. I think he. I think in terms of character, he was my least favorite of the Dom brothers, just because like in the main five, just because he just felt very bland and just like he was kind of the same every single fucking episode. Um, but you know, I tried. I rooted for him while he was trying to get Natsumi back, but it didn't happen. But yeah, I love. I love you, new brother. I love the suit. I'm glad there's an actual statue of him. I think it's fucking amazing. Um, Jiro, I. I didn't like him from day one, but then he matured and I apologized for all the hate I gave him all year round because he he came around and actually became a pretty developed character. And I'm proud of him for that. I, I feel bad that his girlfriend and his friends were non-existent. <laughs> feel so bad for the guy. I just um, love this shot of you and your brother standing in the fucking rain. <laughs> oh, no, it's fantastic. I love it. Um... Also, just Don Dragoku in Torbolt. Uh, it's it's not my favorite Sixth Ranger design. I, I think it's not great, and I feel like if they're gonna make like a gold silver combo, they they should have done something way better. Like they should have made the the Torbolt more silver, and then Dragoku more gold. Um, and then honestly, I feel like they missed an opportunity to give him a fusion form. Like they should have just took both suits, like took the helmet and the the like second part of the suit and Agreed. just constructed it into one thing. Don Dora Tora. Like, yeah, it would have been definitely possible. Um, the no the Noto. I mean, uh, great villains. I think they were really great. They were weird and annoying at first, but then they came around and we ended up loving these guys and rooting for them and then they join they they join our heroes what villains do that <laughs> villains don't do that <laughs> except for um, rio, except for rio and melee yeah uh jen jen was boring he really had no you know relevance to the plot except for oh he cared for taro when he was a kid and he was in jail for some reason because he had to keep the balance or something. I don't know. Well, the, he was in jail because he was being punished by the Noto for raising Don Momotaro as the last survivor of the Don clan. Ah, because the no okay. The way it, I, I, I had to read up on the, the wiki to refresh myself, but the way the lore worked is the Don clan were the ones ruling Ideon, which is like the Noto world that's above the humanity. 
and then the Noto Council took over from the Dawn Clan, murdered the Dawn Clan. Uh, Taro was the only survivor, and as punishment for raising him, the Noto put Jin in that prison. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, like the the other three like Noto we got, they yeah, they were fun. Years. Yeah, they were fun, expressive, and stuff like that. That was great. Um, and then, yeah, Kaido. Senkaiser Black. Fucking the best character in the show, in my opinion. Like, he just he was so fucking cool. He owned every single scene he was in. The The fact that he was coming off, like, the, you know, the ex- excitement and hypeness of fucking Kaido from Senkaiser, and he could just play this really calm-ass role was impressive and Zenkaiser Black like I already loved the Zenkaiser suit and then they made it better they pulled a build hazard to metal build for me with a Sentai suit and like I have my Zenkaiser Black figure art already on the way and I cannot wait to fucking get it because I will treasure that thing for the rest of my life and it's just such a good fucking design and now I want a memorial gear to linger it's like ah so um and yeah, like having a monster of the week for each Sentai, I think was really fucking cool. Um, that was you know, clever. When, you know when else it was cool? When Zenkaiger mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> That's true. Um, but but yeah, so um, you know, the suits were really cool. I think the only thing I didn't really enjoy about Dawn Brothers was just the the mech fights. I just like. They were boring and not too exciting and not very memorable. I don't really remember a one, a single one that I enjoyed. And it just like a lot of it was a CGI mess. Oh yeah, Murasame. Uh <laughs> he he was cool. I like the sword. Uh like the suit design. I just feel like they they he was literally just there to sell a, a premium bandai toy. That 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 was his whole purpose. I no, sell I premium Andai toy. I love that you had to be reminded that Murasami exists. That just well, like, my yeah, point like so he's much. cool, but he just wasn't <laughs> in it a lot. <laughs> I forgot. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, Dom Brothers, God tier, fantastic. Like, uh, honestly, for me, for like a show, ten out of ten Sentai. It, it, this that this was phenomenal, and we will never get something like this ever again. But I'm very excited for King Oger. So, uh, more you know what? More so, I'm more excited to see Ichi watch King Oger. <laughs> I'm more excited for that than anything else. So, um, and as for my haiku, uh, here we go. Kaito is the best. Kaito is Zenkaiser Black. <laughs> Buy his photo book. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had to finish it with just the bias photo book. Can we get claps and snaps in chat, please? <laughs> oh, man. Thank, thank you, Dom Brothers. You, This was a fun-ass year. So I'm going to miss you so much. All right. Gar, Emily, who would like to go next? Emily can go first. Okay. Yeah. I, I, 
The problem is I'm really not good at this, so it'll probably be pretty fast. That's okay. Just say whatever comes to mind. Okay. Um... So, overall, I think that it was, a, it was a really silly show, but I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean it in the best way. It and, and it got really sincere and heartfelt and sweet and even heartbreaking sometimes, despite the silliness. It was, they were just great characters to get to know and spend time with. And I'm, I'm just, I have to say, the one thing about it that, that always made me sad was knowing how much you didn't like it. Like, I felt like if I said positive things about it, that it would make E.C. sad. The point of this show is for us to express our opinions. Even if they're different, that just means we have a more round out, rounded overall point of view between us. That, that's that's yeah. kind of what I want. I suppose so. I, um, I, don't, I don't want it to just be all of us yelling at the same show. It's, it's more interesting when we have different opinions. Yeah, I just, like, it wasn't as much that as it was. It just made me sad that you weren't enjoying it. Uh... But... I mean, like, all things said and done, I can't say I didn't enjoy yelling at it, you know? Like, it's just like Zeo, like... Yeah, but, like, it's, it's, it's like, I wasn't... It's sometimes it's hard to tell if you're, like, really genuinely mad or, like, funny mad. It was kind of both, but I'll stop talking. You can get through all any everything you want to say. I'll, I have plenty to say. You know, that's totally fair. Um, I just... Again, Lane like did a much better job describing what the the different characters. Um, just I, I like how it started from Haruka's point of view, and we sort of got into the show through her. That was really neat. I've never seen them do that before. It. I liked all the sort of mysterious elements, and the the other thing that I thought was really cool is how it ended up being a them befriending the Noto, like. That basically became the plot of the whole show, and I was not expecting that, and I really liked it. I really liked that idea. I like them sort of figuring things out together, bonding over either fighting against each other or, or finding out that they share the same interests or even falling in love. That was really cool. Um, my unpopular opinion is I actually really like Jiro. I, I felt him immensely not quite to zero the world levels but um i don't know something about him just and then when you found out that his life was an illusion that made so much sense and just hit really hard and i'm glad that you could get through all of that and forge a path for himself and get to where he wanted to be. It was always a little bit sad when the others acted like he wasn't part of the crew. Um, Any other characters you want to talk about? I mean, basic again, Lane sort of encompassed it with, with all of them. Like, Taro it, was really was yeah. a really interesting... It's, it's fine if your opinions are the same. Just like, the point of... The, this is why we do these se these sessions once a year. We're all here to state our opinions. Some of them might be the same, but it's about putting it in your own words. Okay. Yeah. So. Tara 
it's a really, really interesting red, like one of the weirdest ones I've seen, if not the weirdest. All of those strange quirks he had, like not being able to lie without dying temporarily, or the fact that he would always rank everything in really honest fashion and like usually not well, like that, that was all interesting. Because like at the beginning, you're sort of like, is this a guy like a good guy or is he like a total jerk? Like it was kind of hard to tell. But ultimately he proved himself to be a friend and he sort of made his first friends ever there with the, with the Dawn Brothers. Um, really liked Sarahara as well. He was super weird and almost non-existent in the show, but every time he did something interesting, it was great. Um, I liked how much he seemed to enjoy saving people on his own time. That only came out like once or twice. Um, did you know it was a yandere? Yep. <laughs> that was not the direction I was expecting it to go in, but oh my god. And it was interesting that he became a monster of the week, not once, not twice, but three times. The whole thing tying together with Miho and Natsumi and him and Tsubasa was honest, and especially with them not really knowing the identities, was honestly a really interesting subplot, and I'm sure someone somewhere will say that it was a mess, but I feel like it could have been so much more of a mess than it was, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Like, it ultimately tied together well and didn't seem like... Like, it made sense. It could have easily gone in directions that made no sense, but it made sense. Um, I really liked the friendship between um, Sonoi and Taro and how they sort of started out with that classic, like, rival, I will beat you down thing, and then it became really close and heartfelt and sweet, and I would even possibly say that they were the, that, that, that um, I was Tara's best friend by the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, I know, I know people are going to say it's romantic, it's not. I think bromance is a, is a healthy medium of a term we can use. Mm. I, I suppose so. That's, that's fair. Um, I feel like Murasame was supposed to do more. Oh, yeah. f- by far. Yeah, like, Murasame looked like they were going to be the, another ranger and then they just sort of existed and didn't do much. And I'm sort of sad about that. Um... I know I really want to know what the deal with him was, uh, but I'm going to wait until the movie because I do agree with you guys that it's probably it's probably going to be explained in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, it was a really interesting story, the way, you know, all these people who are, like, all from completely different walks of life just sort of get smushed together as a Sentai team led by this eccentric, not-quite-human being, and all sort of going to a cafe run by a guy who may or may not be the protagonist of the previous Sentai. It, it, was, it was crazy. It was really interesting. And That's the funny thing. Like, you, If you were to summarize the description of this show and read it to someone, they'd swear you were describing a fanfic. Yeah, I, I know, and that's what, one of the reasons that I was sort of questionable. I think my least favorite thing about the entire show was that they used the same transformation devices and the same gimmick items. Mm-hmm. 
I understand sort of why that was the case, but I no, I really don't like it. I needed to have a separate identity apart from Zenkaiger. Remember when we were talking about it originally, we were all like, oh, it's going to be Zenkaiger too. But like, it was totally different. It just inexplicably had the same gimmick item. It was. And Kaito was there for yep. some reason. And for some reason, Kaito was there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it, it was just. It was weird, but not weird in a bad way. That's how I, how I feel about that. Um. Funny thing is, I wasn't here last week, and I didn't hear about the having to write a haiku thing. But I wrote a haiku anyway because I thought I was going to be the only one who did, and it turned out that it was a requirement, so it was an accidental. <laughs> and uh, happy coincidence. It, it, yeah, it's nowhere near as good as Lane's, but um, my haiku is: John Brothers is done. Could not have expected Ichi's change of heart. <laughs> oh, that's sweet that you made it about me. Well, I mean, that's what I kept thinking was just like, wow, from like saying like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over to feeling a lot of things about it. And I think that that's really powerful and really speaks about how honestly entertaining it is, whether that's good entertaining or bad entertaining. It sure as heck was not boring. For sure. All right. Well, yeah. thank, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Gar, would you like to take your turn? I hope I okay. Yeah. This show fucking sucks. <laughs> you don't mean that. I've been looking forward to hearing what you have to say. I, I, I just, oh, one, one quick last thing also. I am now going to be constantly deciding which is the funnier episode. Don's Sandwich, like the sandwich episode, <laughs> or Drunk Mabushina from Kira Major. Oh, I, I, my. I, It's so hard to decide which is the funnier episode. Eat my sandwich. <laughs> Eat my sandwich. Anyways, go on. Uh, alrighty. When, uh, when the show was first coming out, I had no idea what I was getting into. CGI Rangers? Oh, this is gonna fucking suck. Their team pose? Oh, it fucking sucks. The generals? Oh, it... You know what? They actually look pretty decent. Kaito is coming back? Oh, sweet. We're going to finally have some more continuity in Sentai. I can go with that. The first episode threw me through a fucking loop. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yellow Rangers to protagonist? Oh, okay. Okay. Teams not assembled? Okay. Uh, oh, a practical suit for pink? Okay, that's cool. I can live with that. Oh, the monsters are based on previous Sentai Previous anti teams. Okay, that's cool. We'll probably do something with that. D this show was a crazy ride from beginning to end. I my personal favorite thing about this show is its comedy at times. Like if Zenkaiger was say like, I, I complain that Zenkaiger was trying to be too funny. Like it was. Some jokes just didn't work. Dawn Brothers is more of my taste in comedy. Where it is brutal about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zenkaiger tried too hard. Dawn Brothers went too hard. Uh, hmm. I feel like 
I feel like there was there was probably too much meddling behind the scenes because some things just didn't go anywhere or some things just didn't feel like they needed to be there and I hate to say it Murasame is one of those things oh yeah yeah uh, like I was thinking about while you guys were talking I'm like who was my least favorite character it has to be Murasame I feel like we could have just had the sword be this like ancient relic. That would have been fine. We didn't need a completely different ranger. We didn't need all this weird mother talk because in the end it didn't matter. It's the main plot. Uh Jiro, I feel like is an allegory of how or not an allegory, but rather the show was about getting random people together to become a team. Jiro was the one that was actually trying to pursue to be a hero, and no one wanted him. Freaking uh, try hard. Whole... <laughs> yeah, he tried too hard. Uh, Subasa and Kijino, I feel like, are the two sides of the same coin. Hold by Miho Natsumi. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm. Natsumiho? Saru? You know, I think. Sar I'm trying to think. Yeah, between Saru. I, I can say he's one of the weaker Blue Rangers to me, personally. Mainly because it just took me a moment to remember his name. <laughs> it's always a bad sign. <laughs> Uh, I just didn't get his whole thing of like, oh, I'm poor, but I have this house. I don't eat food, but somehow I still live. Haruka had her moments, but I feel like she's a good Yellow Ranger, especially the first female Yellow Ranger we've had since Lupin Pat. That's a long four-year stretch. It's been four years. Uh, Taro. I thought he was gonna be like lucky, where I'm just oh man, he's gonna be annoying as shit. <laughs> but no, he ended up becoming a really good character because again, the humor in the show just worked. It's like why didn't you show up uh, for our uh, for our ultimate battle, dude? I'm working. <laughs> <sighs> Give me that. I'll help you pack. I'll help you send these out. Then we'll, then our ultimate battle. Then I will deliver this package. Then we shall duel to the death. <laughs> it almost feels no, like a Venture Brothers script. Hammer. <laughs> or to save money on postage, we'll just fight now. <laughs> um, Kaito, what happened? Really I feel like I feel like that was something left on the production floor. Of like, that was meant to be something, but we didn't do anything with it. Hopefully the crossover movie explains it. The villains, I feel like that was one of my major problems with the show when we were like halfway through it. When I'm like, this show feels like it hasn't gone anywhere. When are the villains going to be doing something? Never thought of it. They're not really villains, are they? They're just 
antagonists. Yeah, they're the antagonists. They think what they're doing is right. I feel like it, the Noto community could have been expanded upon more. And the fact that, you know, we wanted 50 of these guys running around. Pretty, it just. I don't know, I enjoyed what we got out of them when I finally came to terms of these are villains. Uh, I think that's every, oh, Don Oe Taijin is a great design for a villain. Oni Taijin the Megazord? Yeah. I liked how it's, it's been a while since the Rangers actually became their Zord. It's funny because we, I was listening to us talk about the first episode of Dawn Brothers, and I remember I forget who, but someone was like, "How the fuck is Kiji brother going to fit into his cockpit?" And then it wasn't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the Zenkaijers, the those Zords became they. Everyone except Zenkaiser became their Zords. Yeah, but they're they're robots. That 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 doesn't count. They're all they're, they're robots. <laughs> they're already robots. Yeah. Uh, Jin, I want to say something about it, but unfortunately, visiting hours are closed. <laughs> nice one. Thanks. Yeah, the episode right. Uh, the mute, the fucking music in this show. It fucking slapped. I think my favorite theme has to be Jiro's theme. Uh, second tied with uh, Momotaro and uh, Sonoe's theme, like the duet that they do. Oh yeah, that was good. That, that that's a moment that's ingrained in my head. I was thinking about that when I was when, when I was uh, walking around yesterday. Yeah, I actually in my whole fucking seven-page essay, I didn't. I don't think I talked about the music at all. So I'll just pipe in real quick. The ending I liked from the get-go. The opening. I slowly got used to, and now I like I'm like grudgingly like bobbing my head along to it every week. <laughs> I love the ending theme. I, oh yeah, especially after Zenkaiger didn't give us one. Yeah, Don Brothers felt like a good one, even if it wasn't a full ending sequence. It was at least nice that they gave us an ending song. Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna miss just hearing that. So let's get. <laughs> also, I found I managed to obtain that recent Don Brothers character album that we talked about in the news recently. I would say like f most of the tracks are really good. Surprising bangers, uh, Saruhara's theme, Subasa's theme, and Sonoza's theme. Surprisingly well, that's cool good. That's cool. Cover. I would see them in like uh, Dama Wataro's helmet. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the really nice that's cover. the uh, singles cover. That's really nice. Uh, but yeah, I just I'll say this. You know, it's part of my haiku. Hopefully this is a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that part of it? No. Okay. Don Brothers was fun, albeit a bit different. Farewell, Don Brothers. Nice. I like that. Very nice. <laughs> I was thinking, just I had to ask a coworker. I'm like, like, is different? Is different two syllables or one syllable? <laughs> hmm. I would. I think you could argue two or three, because different or different. 
Yeah. You know what? You know what they should have done with Morisame, and this this would have been very a lot more interesting. I, I counted as two. <laughs> they should have made it where like whoever wielded the Ninjark sword got the powers of Don Morisame and got to like turn into it. So like maybe I, there was an arc where like Subasa got his hands on the sword and then he became Don Morisame for a bit. I agree I like perfectly, and I'm going to mention this in my essay, but you know who should have been Murasame, since Murasame was Jim. all about mother? Hanamura, Haruka's not-boyfriend, who also uh, whined about his mother. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been fun. That would have been uh, fun. He, he, he barely counts as a, as a yeah, guest character. You're so drawn on this fucking one character, and I'm like... But he could he could have been a better character if they gave him Murasame powers. Someone pointed out today that Hikaru in Revice doesn't get to show up in any post-series content. <laughs> Good! That's because Tamaki is over demons now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, Ichi. Oh, oh, wait, oh, oh. just one last thing. Where does Dawn Brothers end up on my tier list? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, where? very top of a oh. i want to give it an s but i feel like due to the finale being what it was it's just like at the top of a mm. fair enough all right if if the ending had like some more build up to it it could have gotten an easy s agreed now ichi it's your turn all right, here we All go. Right. Ichi, Settle what are in. your full thoughts on Avataro Sentai, Don Brothers? Hang on, let me go get the camera. <laughs> let me preface this by saying that it's not all bad. I have a lot of good things to say, too. But there is a lot <laughs> of... Jackson's got the fucking right gift. But there is a lot of bad. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Years ago, when we did a Q&A special, one of the questions we asked was, what do you like about tokusatsu? And my answer was that I enjoy the juxtaposition tokusatsu presents between its serious drama and its action and its comedy. And while, yeah. Don, while Don Brothers may be far, far from my favorite tokusatsu series, I don't think there exists a series out there that better exemplifies this. Don Brothers is a show unlike anything that has ever existed before, and there will never again exist anything like it. Other shows may try, and maybe even succeed, in angering and confusing us in similar ways, while also compelling audiences with their batshit insanity, their somehow eventually lovable characters, and their mystifying world building. But never again will it catch us so wholly off guard like Don Brothers did. Never again will this particular strike of lightning ever be bottle-caught. This was a story fraught with confusing ideas and unanswered questions and actively spat in the faces of its audience every time we asked, every time it came close to answering the questions it itself posed to us. But over time, these characters with their lives touched by this presence that elevated itself over everyone with their fortunes and misfortunes, slowly found their way into our hearts. All right, on to my major criticisms. 
One okay. of the things that I like most, and I think is fair to say that most tokusatsu, tokusatsu fans like most, is transformations. It's kind of what we're here for. Super Sentai specifically has a very, very rich history of amazing stock transformation sequences. And while the very Japanese story of Momotaro and his companions isn't quite an aesthetic that I jive with, even I have to admit that the henshins in Don Brothers were amazing when they used them. The chime was bouncy and addictive, the sequence itself was visually amazing. It's just such a shame that they stopped doing them almost entirely by about midway through the show. And this is largely because of how Tsubasa was handled. I struggle to remember a single time where we had all four or five rangers transform together using the stock engines. It feels a lot like very squandered potential. Uh, and of course, what comes after transformation but a roll call? A tradition Don Brothers not only aggressively ignored, but metaphorically, again, spit on us for daring to hope. Because not only did they actually do the roll call maybe five times stops throughout the run, some of them they didn't either include everyone or they messed it up somehow, like the zombie version in the movie. I've heard some people say that not doing it for so long makes the one in the finale even more memorable, and to a point I agree, but also to those people, I say, who hurt you? Having an expectation go unfulfilled for a long time and then expressing overwhelming joy at finally getting a crumb of what you've been asking for? That's not memorable writing. That's the period of relief after torture by deprivation. That's being tied to a chair and tased for 40 minutes and then thanking your captor for the five minute break at the end. It's depraved. Wow. While I did like the visuals and the sounds of the transformations, I have to say that I did not like the designs. The ranger suits, the morphers, the weapons, the zords, the megazords, the monsters, didn't like any of them. Inu Brother being a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog OC and Kiji Brother being the goddamn Slenderman were warnings. Portents of the disaster <laughs> the show would inflict upon us. And the worst part is they didn't get better. The CGI did not improve. We didn't get used to them. We just had to live with it. They were weird and annoying and disruptive the entire run. The only suit designs that I liked in this show were Zenkaiser Black and the Noto. I did not buy a single piece of Don Brothers merch all year. I haven't owned a single piece of Sentai merch since Ryusol Gold's Changer. And speaking of previous Sentai merch, I feel it my duty to once again underline the absolute cheap out of having Don Brothers reuse Zenkaiser's gears as their gimmick. Oh, but this time the gears are italicized. They're different. I understand that Don Brothers is seeing positive sales numbers, but that's because they're being carried by the staggering detail put into the Onitaijin Megazord. You know how I, I could tell you wrote this? Oh, sorry. Just, you know how I could tell you wrote this, Dan? Uh-huh. That weird word that you just said. Which one? I don't know. The one that was a few back. Describing italicized. the italicized. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> word itself was italicized. They're italic versions of the like. They're the gear. They're the Zenkaiju gears, but italicized because they're curvy now. You like the fan version of the gears now? They, yeah, they feel like the cheap Chinese knockoff version. Remember how we <laughs> talked about how the Don Blaster looked like a toy you'd see in a Chinese convenience store? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Ichi, uh -huh. if I could just interrupt you for one second. Go ahead. Are you reading? So, 
Sorry, I'm just eating a Timbit quickly. Um, so, me and Gar, we decided, we know that Dawn Brothers is very, very weird and important thing to you. Uh-huh. So, we decided we wanted to give you something that oh, will no. remind you about Dawn Brothers forever. Oh, so, we no. bought you your own Dawn oh, Blaster. My fucking God. With the buckle. <laughs> So you can have something Dawn Bros. I was hoping it was going to come in today so you could open it in person. It did, and it's still on its way, but you're getting it. <laughs> oh my so enjoy God. your cheap, cheap knockoff gun. <laughs> I can't fucking believe you did that. Well, I was thinking about it like a week ago, just like, I'm like, you know what? We, we me and Ichi gave fucking Gar... A revice driver because he loves revice so much. So why don't me and Gar give Ichi a Dawn Blaster because he just fucking doesn't know what to think of Dawn Brothers. Oh That's boy, bucks I've spent. Now, right? when, now whenever I want, I can hear Dawn Burko, Dawn Burko, Dawn Burko. Yeah, no, you use it to however you fuck you want. <laughs> like I, I said, I love the sounds. Where is it? Oh, it's right over there, and you're using it as like a doorstop. Yeah, I, I, we had to get you. We had to get you the one with the buckle, so you have all five gears, so you can wow. have full playability. So I love you, boys. Thank you very much. I do appreciate my pleasure. The you're welcome. Right. Anyways, continue. Okay. <laughs> just just on a sub note, Lane, stop buying Geets crap, so that we can buy you something Geets related after the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we'll see. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Proceed. with regards to Don Brothers and their apparently positive sales numbers, I still like entertaining my headcanon that they decided to cheap out this season hard enough to make King Oger amazing, because that looks amazing in the trailers. Next, I would like to review the many questions the series invoked that they did not get around to answering, something I hope will be remedied in the Zenkaidra Don Brothers movie. So much in this world does not make sense. There are goddamn warp doors and bounce pa pads around, and not once in these 50 episodes, movie, and several specials did anyone address them or ask why they're there, outside of Haruka's just initial shock and reaction to just everything. <laughs> what the hell was up with that mobile phone slot game that gave everyone their powers? Remember the altar forms? Not only unexplained, but completely abandoned. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be hogging store shelves for years. A significant amount of the random humans in this world are apparently secretly the Anoni in a ripoff of They Live So Blatant it puts the Craterite invasion from Power Rangers in space to shame, because this time it involves actual sunglasses. Oh right, those <laughs> So my question is, what percentage of the randos in this world are the Anoni, and what percentage are actual humans that the Noto apparently use as a power source? And speaking of the Noto, what's going on with them now? The first three defected, seven and eight killed four through six. So like, is there a Sono Q and a Sono Ju? How far does this go? Why are they all named after numbers? What is the deal with their separate world? Did they create this virtual world full of human desire, or are they just profiting off of it? 
And if they are using humanity as a power source, why did all of the Noto treat humans like they were sinful, disgusting, filthy beings and acted like they were purging their sinful desires from existence when they were just straight up sending them to the recycle bin dimension? Yeah, yeah I'm just expecting, like, with you saying all this, just, like, Inoue just sitting in his office, having this on, <laughs> listening to your questions, just getting out of the match and just... Smoking a cigarette or a cigar. Yeah, just lighting a cigarette, just... <laughs> God, got him. <laughs> and yet, I made his friends spend money on the merchandise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I don't own a single piece of Don Brothers merch. You do now. Uh, <laughs> you ruined my streak. I did. And if speaking of the humans trapped in the recycle bin dimension, how we how long do they need to like sit in that dimension before they get quote unquote consumed for power? Yopi from episode one got out alive when Sonoi spun the Wheel of Fortune, and by that I mean the Ring of Forgiveness. So what, he was just sitting in that box undevoured for 40 episodes. Maybe it's like a cryogenically like frozen sort of like portal thing. It was the Noto's equivalent of a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Throw him in the freezer, he'll stay good oh, for a while. Oh fuck, Yopi went bad. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of the Ring of Forgiveness, if that was supposedly a failsafe for the Noto's recycle bin dimension, why was it hidden inside the Forest of Slumber, which was a creation of the Dawn Clan, their mortal enemies? Next question, completely unexplained. The Megazord Zone! The Gridman-ass Megazord Zone! <laughs> no one talked about it at all! No. We thought the virtual world was going to come into play, remember? Like, we were saying, oh, it's good to turn out this is all a game or something, but no. Right? Yeah, the, the, this was Zenkaiger's D&D &D campaign. You're talking about what the next point I was literally about to go over. With all of the crazy shit going on in this world, it seemed like they were building towards an eventual reveal that this was not, in fact, normal human reality, but some sort of digital, virtual, parallel, pocket isekai of some sort. But no, not addressed. At least not yet. They did explain how Don Murasame was created to be a trump card against the Juto, but I don't believe they ever explained who or what Mother is or why she existed at all. Nope. Uh, the last we saw of Miho, she floated away and fell through the lunar reflection into the Forest of Slumber, but they never revealed if she was actually dead or if she will survive but none of this, none of this unexplained nonsense is as frustrating as Kaito. Where do I start? Oh, why, is, no. why is he in the show at all? Why is yeah. he so chilled out compared to his happy-go-lucky personality in Zenkaiser? Why did his powers change from normal Zenkaiser to Zenkaiser Black? What is his purpose in collecting the Avataro gears? Why was he able to summon a soulless version of Zeron Tirano? How was he able to twist the world to his whims, especially with his unlimited menu and magic backroom? Why is he the administrator of the Dawn Brothers and the Kiwi Point system? A lot, but not all of these questions could easily be answered by our theory that this is not Kaito, but the quote-unquote unnamed god that they shoehorned into the end of Zenkaiger. But no, they chose to dangle this loose plot thread over our heads like jangling keys over a baby, cementing Kaito <laughs> as a constant and unending source of frustration through the entire show. The only thing I can say positive is at least he was consistent. Wait, is that Ted Toei? Is that what Ted Toei looks like? 
All right, and moving on to my thoughts on each of our main characters. Kito Haruka, right. our point-of-view character. While at the beginning, it seemed like she was supposed to be the straight man of the group, the one things happened to, the one reacting to all the insanity around her. It's clear that as time went on, she acclimatized to it and became just as crazy as the rest of them. Not to say that she slid into craziness without having some of her own. This is the same character who spent a good number of episodes not knowing who Taro was. And the first time the show dangled its own story progression over our heads, again, Keys and Baby, was this first mini-arc of Haruka trying to find Momoi Taro. And even after that, she she began developing all this weird shtick, like making faces, talking in weird accents, doing weird <laughs> shit. And even so much as to interpret being called a plagiarist as a cute nickname. That's depraved. That is unhealthy. But I will say... The point of Haruka's character that I chose to interpret is that sometimes it's okay to be crazy, to just let yourself go as long as you're among the right friends. Having a circle of friends to decompress with, to uninhibit yourself with, can be therapeutic. It lets you really look inside yourself and see how you can put yourself back together more effectively and as a more developed person. So not all like I said, it's not all bad. I have some good things to say and I have some morals that I've taken from each of these characters. That's awesome. I love that. Saruhara Shinichi, the latest in a series of disappointing Blue Rangers. Although I'll say the only thing disappointing about Kirame Blue was the helmet. Even in this crew of weirdos, this guy was weird. Doesn't believe in money, but somehow lived in a house. Ate imaginary food, but somehow hadn't starved to death. Although mostly was that because we saw him getting food from people. Uh, Shinichi feels like the ideal that every con artist strives to achieve, which is hilarious considering one episode he was defeating a con artist. Uh, yet somehow, and I have no earthly idea when, the annoying parts of Shinichi's character were shaved down, or at the very least downplayed. Which is to say that by the end of the show, I have no specific complaints about him as a character. He somehow managed to worm his way into being the voice of reason in a lot of different conversations, especially in the back half of the series. So I guess the lesson I learned from him is eventually people can get used to almost anything, which is honestly just the perfect lesson for a show like this. Kiji no Tsuyoshi was by far the most interesting of the characters. Uh, this being his actor's first gig, the first proper male pink ranger. Him, him being an average salaryman who somehow had a gorgeous, loving wife. It it almost feels like they wanted Kijuno to be some sort of self-insert for the fanbase, despite Haruka being the POV character. I enjoy Kijuno as a character the same way I enjoyed Mich Mitsuzane and Gaim, because he's compelling in how dynamic of a character he was, and the amazing emotional arc his character went through over the course of the series. He began the show as this adorable dork, and the fan base, we declared that he was the boy we must protect, a role that now belongs to Keiwa from Geats. Then we learned about the truth about Miho, and things gradually slid from aww to oh no. <laughs> and then when the conflict between Kijino and Tsubasa really heated up, Kijino transitions into this possessive and then eventually psychotic side of himself. That one screenshot of him smiling as Tsubasa gets arrested is the same moment that Michi had as he was lying on the floor laughing, realizing there was no hope standing up against the Invis. His lowest moment, his most significant moment. 
I only hesitate to compare Kijino to Kusaka because at least Kijino has a sympathetic side to him. Kusaka does not. And after Kijino hits his low points and we begin to hate him, things eventually began to clear up. Kijino began to move on, literally even, and while his misfortune was at least partially of his own making, it's very hard to not feel at least a little sorry for him by the end of the show. It doesn't quite blossom into the same redemption arc that Michi and Gaim underwent during the tail end and post-series of Gaim, but I feel like Kijino at the end of the series was definitely closer to the adorable dork he was at the start of the show, rather than the psycho who got his comrade arrested. So the lesson I take from Kijino is that even after one goes through their darkest moments, it's always possible to find yourself again. Yes. Inuzuka Tsubasa, a.k.a. Inu the Edge Dog. (laughs) By far among the most frustrating characters in the show. It took infuriatingly long for anything he was doing to make any sort of sense. He spent almost the entire series not knowing who his fellow rangers were, despite the show's repeated key jangling efforts to bring us right to the brink of everyone learning the truth about her, but then pulling back. Then we spend the middle third of the show waiting for this Natsumi Miho drama to progress, which once again almost happens way too many times. Then he spends the back third of the show being weirdly tsundere towards Sononi. Even when he finally joins the team proper, it's purposefully underplayed as yet another cruel joke to the expectant audience and so close to the end of the series that we don't get nearly enough airtime with them existing as a united force. Once again, this seems tailor designed to leave the audience wanting more. Now that they're together, we want to see them live and fight together like they were meant to do from the beginning. So I think it's safe to say that Tsubasa's chaotic ingredient in the smoking concoction that is Don Brothers is the true source of most of the problems with the show. Even the show itself tells Tsubasa to go fuck himself, not only in his constant misfortune throughout the show, but even the quote-unquote conclusion to his character arc. He spends the whole show trying to get Natsumi back, order for only for her to drop him, and he ends up a fugitive again, in an absolutely unashamed what was it all for? So out of spite for being the source of most of the, my frustration with the show, I will close out Tsubasa's section without assigning him a moral. <laughs> okay. Momoi Taro is unequivocally the Tendo Soji of Super Sentai. This man mm. was literally an existence above humanity and had no qualms making it known. The easy response would be to loathe and contempt Taro for his early series standoffishness, as he would frequently disrespect and even beat up the other members of the team. But if you try and keep in mind that he's literally not human, being of the Dawn clan and whatever reality exists outside of this one, you can start to understand why Taro's proclivities are the way they are. If anything, the fault lies with Jin for not teaching Taro to be more modest and respectful, like most not only humans, but Japanese people. Pulling powers and forms out of nowhere, however, cannot be as easily excused. Pulling out the Robotaros, Megazord combination after combination, the Omikoshi Phoenix for a super form, literally none of it is explained at all. A perfect microcosm for the absolute batshit insanity, but also complete irreverence for proper plot or pacing is the fact that we spent the whole middle arc of the show wondering and worrying about the Juto as they became more and more of a threat 
And then Taru decides to get formally involved with the source of the Juto, hatches a cockamamie scheme that involves giving himself up to them, but proving for the umpteenth time that he truly is in existence above humanity by instead puppeteering his own Juto, and then promptly solve the entire threat by declaring to the Juto to leave humanity alone. He didn't even have to fight anyone. This man walked into the forest, told the Juto to fuck off forever, and they did it! So I guess if I have to assign a moral lesson to Taro, I guess it would be if you got it, flaunt it. But also mm. don't also don't be an elitist ass fuck, even if they deserve it. <laughs> Momotani Jiro began the show as a walking talking parody of a protagonist. He checks all the boxes. Grew up in a small town, had a childhood girlfriend, got inspired to become a hero, left on a journey, met and challenged his rival, had an evil alter ego. The works, the absolute tropey works. And then the show put their finger on this annoying dork's head, gave him a flick, and watched as his entire life and existence spun across our screens like paint on a canvas. None of his friends were real. The man who raised him was grooming him to be captured by a Juto. His evil personality turned out to be the real one. Just fucking haymaker after haymaker to the gut. Jiro was annoying and largely inconsequential to the story, which by the way is the exact opposite of what you want any sixth ranger to be, but he did not deserve to be done this dirty. And the worst part is that it comes off like this was done with the deliberate intent jiro feels custom crafted to be this soft tragic figure to forcefully evoke pity from the audience almost in the same way zuoder did with misao but the difference is zuoder didn't have all this other shit wrong with it so once again out of spite i declare jiro a failure of a character a ploy to tug at our heartstrings a grift to scam us into feeling sorry for him and i will not allow it So that's the main ranger team. Let's move on to the Noto. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck so the show managed to turn Sonoza around. He began as a generally repulsive character. Everything he did or said was creepy without exception. And yet somehow through his interactions with Haruka, he became not only tolerable, but the two of them became one of the most delightful and heartwarming pairs of characters in the show. Sonoza wanted to learn about emotions and how to smile, and not only did so, but learned about how to make others smile through the medium of manga. It seems like the moral of it is that no matter how socially awkward someone is, they always have the chance to turn it around, and especially if they can meet the right person who compliments their personality and their weirdness. So I'm, I'm amazed that Sonoza turned out as well as he did. Out of all the changes that Noto went through, Sononi was probably the one who changed in the least unexpected way. She wanted to know what love was, and through her interactions with Tsubasa, that's exactly what she did. A very simple lesson of chase your dreams, and you will eventually succeed. And now we come to Sonui. Precious, perfect Sonui. Hmm. My one perfect, shining blue light in this sea of chaos and anger. A soldier hmm. on a mission in glorious blue armor. A calm and dignified personage. A voice that speaks with the authority and conviction expected of a lead antagonist. It was always compelling watching him clash with Don Momotaro. 
while tropes expected of a Sentai crashed, burned, and were spit upon by everyone around him, Sonoe managed expectation to clash not only swords, but ideologies with the heroes time and time again. And it is this man who, through these clashes and his unknowing interactions with Taro, that he begins to see the error of his ways. And never is this more clear than after he falls in his duel with Taro and comes back after inheriting his mojo in the famous Don Sandwich episode. I forgot it was the same episode. Oh my god. Right? Sonoe undergoes a brief but entertaining change in character as he achieves his power-up and then comes to experience what not many Sentai antagonists do, a true change of heart. And so this rivalry turned bromance, turned rivalry again, and eventually to a team-up and basically a brothership between Sonoe and Taro is not only interesting, exciting, but also justified and wholly earned. I don't remember ever once questioning something Sonoe did or said that had to do with his character specifically, rather than the Noto in general or the world lore itself. And speaking of world lore, Sonoe gets big points for being the first one to actually start explaining the show's lore about the Don Clan and the Juto. It's very interesting to note that, as I mentioned earlier, Sony was apparently intended to stay dead after that duel, but due to Tominaga's amazing portrayal, Inoue decided to keep him on. While I do not support the near-deific worship of Inoue I've seen in the Cast Ranger community as of late, I will bow my head to respect, in respect to Inoue for that decision specifically, because I could not imagine Don Brothers ending as well as it did if Sony had stayed dead. So due to not only Sonoe's amazing design, his amazing character, but also his amazing arc, I am proud to declare here in front of the entire internet that Sonoe is my favorite antagonist of all of Super Sentai. Wow. His moral <laughs> is be blue, be dignified, be awesome. And so I make a liar out of myself by presenting to you that I beat you to the punch, Lane. You did not buy me my first piece of, piece of Don Brothers merch. I did. Oh. Did you buy the bracelet? I oh, you bought, bought the, the bracelet. You bought the fucking bracelet. I no, bought the Noto fuck. bracelet. Wow. Sorry if Good that didn't job. come through. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Holy Maybe shit. I like the figure of him. I might get the figure, but I just got the brace. Uh, holy shit. I almost forgot Don Murasame, which is fitting since so did the show repeatedly. <laughs> his only purpose was to exist as a trump card to be used against the juta which became a moot point as soon as taro got involved and told him to fuck off so now murasami's <laughs> existence is so pointless that in the final episode he chooses to rebel and join the other team what a fucking terrible follow-up to stay caesar like i said earlier it should he it should have been the mama's boy hanamur instead that at least would have been more entertaining it's it's a real shame because his suit was the only quote-unquote Don Brother Ranger suit that I actually didn't hate. No, every, everything about Don Murasame was fucking awesome. It's just... He, he was pointless. Yeah. So while we still have plenty of unanswered questions, in all fairness, I must commend the show for succeeding in making its characters mostly both lovable and redeemed by the end of the show, and for clearing up at least a respectable amount of its plot threads by the end. However... While I did immensely enjoy the last few episodes, this does not save the show as a whole. You can't spend 40 episodes with a great big fucking mess, then spend the last 5-10 episodes cleaning it up, 
and expect me to applaud you for all 50. Once again, that's deprivation and conditioning and I'm not having it. We were talking about this in the Cast Ranger chat and Greencaster likened it to One Piece. Sure, the later episodes may be amazing, but I shouldn't have to sit through all the bad shit to get to the good ones. I already did that with Final Fantasy XIV. And so, with my pieces spoken, let me wrap up this festival of an essay by stating that Don Brothers is somehow, at the same time, an amazing, transcendently written show with a lovable cast and beyond god-tier thought put into its writing, and the worst, most god-fucking-awful Super Sentai show I've ever had the explicit displeasure of experiencing. This is the, <laughs> the room of Super Sentai. I don't, I don't regret having watched it, but I wish to leave this earth having never watched it again. Thanks <laughs> Is Don Brothers good or just crazy? <laughs> Thanks to this show, I now have first-hand experience with Stockholm Syndrome. Oh my god, you're right. Oh no. And so I will close out with my haiku that I have written. Yay. <clears throat> How dare you yearn for tropes and questions answered, yet... Denouement? Somehow. That's really good. By Thank my you. <laughs> it's snowing on Mount Fuji. It's snowing on Mount Fuji. Unfortunately, I think Blade won the haiku con. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. So there is my literal seven-page essay on Dawn Brothers. Bravo, sir. Well done. Oh, I'm so happy this is done. I'm going to remember this show forever. <laughs> I'm going to miss Dawn Brothers so much. Like I said, even though other shows will try, there will never be anything quite like it. No. Oh. And King Oger's just going to be like exactly what probably Ichi will want. Yep. I will I will what? I will go from screaming and yelling and confusion to screaming and yelling and excitement. <laughs> Hey, you know what I feel like I'm gonna do from like now on? I'll just be like, from my criticism, my criti my like criticism of any Sentai from here on in will just be that Sentai was good. It wasn't Dawn Brothers? It's not Dawn. <laughs> it's not Dawn Brothers good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I really hope, really hope at the end of King Ultra, I'm not like it's a good Sentai. <laughs> I miss Dawn Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it's such a shame that our theory of Kaito being of Penguin Juto didn't pan I'm, out. I'm so upset. Although maybe he still is. It could be. We don't know yet. Oh, maybe. Maybe more than one penguin. Yeah. That's to be several penguins. So I know I talked a lot without giving a lot of chance for anyone to cut in. Did anyone have any counterpoints to anything I said? No, I think that that was a really well thought out description of how the film made you feel. I mean, how dare you over really criticize my boy Kaido, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. You definitely, you know, instead of counter argument, I will add something to your comment. Okay. About how there will never be a Sentai like Dawn Brothers. Uh huh. And if you think of it, since Q Ranger. Toei's been trying to do different things with Sentai. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, like additional rangers, two different ranger teams in the same show. Kyoriger, but it's hot trash. <laughs> this is the latest Don't... in a long line of experimental shows, and I think they may have pushed it a little too far this year. 
No, if anything, I feel like this is how you do different. Oh, for sure. If if the goal is to get it so crazy that people will remember it, I mean, absolutely mission accomplished. The sales numbers are proof of that. Yep. Oh, I'm, I, I think with it, like, sorry, Lane. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say, like, I, I'm keeping my Dom Blaster because it's just like, that's, ugh. And, think, and if you think of it this way, with each episode sort of being episodic in a sense, it allows a lot of people just to jump in at any point. In that there was almost no plot progression until the back third of the show, that's true. <laughs> like, literally, between, between, epi between episodes 44 and 45, someone flicked a fucking switch in the writing. That's when the editor went to, you know, it'd be like, okay, write a fucking finale. Now, now it makes you wonder, like, will Noe try to top himself, like, the next time they ask him to, to head write a Sentai? Will it just be like, all right, you guys like Dawn Brothers? Get ready for this. I am so fucking afraid of whatever he writes next. You know what I'm more, you know what I'm more afraid of? This is just an ordinary season of Super Sentai. We're two years away from the big five zero. Oh my god, yeah. Oh god. How can you like? Dawn Brothers feels like a like a great celebration of Sentai. It's like, it's you might a, even like say it's so, a festival. Yes. So it's like whatever they have planned for the fiftieth, which apparently they do already have big plans for. Oh, they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like apparently, uh, apparently, one of the rumors is that Kaito was going to show up in each Sentai up until the fiftieth to sort of like keep hyping up. That's why he was in Don Brothers, but then oh. that five-year plan got dropped immediately. I got it, Shingo Ranger. No. <laughs> we gotta complete the. We gotta complete the set. We have to. No, we don't. It's not like you're like, no, I'm against that. No. I'm genuinely afraid of what like. Like you look at like Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider, the way they're all gritty and shit, like with the trench coat on on Shin Kamen Rider. What the fuck would they do with the Go Ranger suits? Well, well, yeah, we watched Shin Ultraman. It wasn't dark and gritty. It was no. more of a celebration. It, 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 it was just literally, what if the Ultraman from 1966 showed up in modern day? Yeah, that, that's it. What well, Shin Gavon maybe? Oh, they already nah. did that. It's called nah. Gavon Type G. I mean, it might be the start of the revival of the Metal Hero franchise. That's something nah, you've nah. been wanting desperately, Gar. I know, but it's just one of those things where I think they addressed that Shin Kamen Rider was the end of this like trilogy or quad quadrilogy. That's fair. No, that's you're totally right. Three words: B Fighter Season Three. <laughs> we have that. Beetleborg Season Three. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right well anyways Jeez. that was dawn brothers everyone my god what an experience i had fun all year and now hopefully i can just exist until september without ever having to talk about dawn brothers again <laughs> until the crossover movie yep happy halloween Here's the crossover. Here's the crossover. Yeah, well, well, that's the Halloween episode. It's so scary that they came back from the dead. <laughs> oh, no.
But as I said, I'm excited to watch King Oger, but I'm more excited to watch Ichi watch King Oger. I'm so excited. Although I will say, so for you. videos of the Oger Calibre have been coming out. I'm really disappointed that in, apparently to Henshin, you actually have to fucking bop it all five. Although some people have been putting out videos that you can just cheat it by like doing the ranger you want to do, like their gimmick, and then the red horn and skipping the rest of them. <laughs> So I wonder yeah. if that will eventually be a thing in the show. I think you should just get it regardless, because like it's it's a cool sword. <laughs> I will say the chime on it is kind of cool. I'm 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 tempted. I'll admit I'm not mm -hmm. ready to pull the trigger quite yet because I'm literally about to spend probably twenty five hundred dollars on a new computer. Damn. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. But uh, perhaps in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, that has been a two-and-a-half-hour episode of Cast Ranger. Sounds about Ooh. right for talking about a, a series overall. So. so, thank you to everyone. Oh, God, the Momo <laughs> fans! <laughs> that's that a, if, if that's not an emote, so if that's not an emote, make it one right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to miss this man so oh goddamn much. Oh, my God. Fuck, man. I'm no, so sad, man. You listen to King Oger, Don Brothers crossover. You just hear that laugh, and they're like, "The fuck is that?" I'm kind of sad that we didn't get more of Momoi acting like this kind of maniac out of the suit. You know what I mean? Holy shit! Not nearly enough of that. There was some, oh. but not enough. Uh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad, guys. I'm really sad. I'm gonna miss Don Brothers. I, I, I'm experiencing the same feeling I did when I finished my playthrough of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Just like. That was amazing, but what the fuck is there now? <laughs> What's ne beyond Dawn Brothers? <laughs> and then I and then I remember. Oh right, King Oger. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn sandwich. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, thank you to everyone. Uh, everyone's been contributing their haikus in the chat here, so hopefully people have been seeing those in our video. Uh, yeah. Anyone watching the YouTube video, please make sure to. Give us your haikus summering, summa, summarizing the show no in, in the YouTube comments. And uh, yeah, let us know what you thought and let us know if you're excited for King Oger. I am very excited. I will be watching the Raw as soon as it is accessible. And uh, uh, obviously next week we will also be foregoing our feature topic in order to discuss our first impressions on King Oger and talk theories. Nice. Yeah. All right. So thank you all once again. As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. Thank you for watching, liking, listening, watch all those things. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's been a yeah. an emotional yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Face All of our Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Discord, merch store. It's all good. Thank you to everyone once again, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. See you in the next season. And remember, stay brothers. Bye. Stay sentai.